When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground cities to local communities cbp agents and officers are keeping people safe join u.s customs and border protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself learn more at cbp.gov careers USA is getting scarier. Half of the Americans I see all hate America. They hate the cops doing their best to take care of us and kneel for the flag and salt the soldiers that we're burying. I'm tired of the fishing and complaining. Why you living in America if all you do is hating? You think it's brave to take a stand against the nation. Real bravery is dying for the right so you can say it. Dear America, what happened to Americans? Apparently no one's aware or cares that it's embarrassing. It's arrogance. Our greatest enemy was always slavery and terrorists. And now it's people in the country trying to burn the heritage. I can't help it. I just seem to see the world different. It ain't Republicans or liberals. It's mental illness. The internet is only interested in left opinions. Cancel culture's got more power lately than the First Amendment. If you don't like it, leave. We will not defund police. We don't want no right. It's in our neighborhoods or in the streets We respect freedom of speech We protect what we believe We don't want nobody dead So please do not tread on me In America Know a 
what the hell happened to the Patriots? Lately, this nation is so ashamed and hating itself. Did everyone forget that people died to pay for this? Ungratefulness, United States gave everything to you just to help. I just want to celebrate Thanksgiving with my family. I don't need your help to understand it was a tragedy. Can I just be thankful for my country eating happily without you trying to guilt me for the genocide and casualties? I can't help it, I just seem to see the world different It ain't black or white, it's conflict designed by the system I don't need your pronouns, all I see is men and women Kids are taking pills for fun while people can't afford prescriptions If you don't like it, go, hate it, then don't call it home We don't need no violence, got no time for all you radicals Screw your status quo, we're not animals I won't kneel for the anthem, cause the flag is what I'm standing for In America Love the country. The fundamental values of America are country. Republicans and liberals are dumb to put it bluntly. They're labels that they use to create chaos and corruption. You can know the history and still be proud of where you're from. Every flag around the world is covered in a little blood. We started out United States, divided is what we've become. If home is where the heart is, you should show America some love. In America, Pittsburgh studio number one, it's Cold War Radio. Here's your host, Hutch Bailey Jr. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we made it through another week. Yes, we did. We made it through one more, and we're going to wrap it up tonight with our great Friday show, The Week in Review. Welcome and thank you for choosing Cold War Radio from the Alpha Foxtrot studio behind enemy lines in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I'm your host, just hit the mic, sorry about that. Hutch Bailey Jr., the Cold War Radio Patron Hotline, 412-206-6208. We'll open the phones later on. The voicemail for podcast listeners, 412-567-1460. Please visit SteelCityResistance.com. You can become a Cold War Radio Patron. Catch the research room, the video two page. You can follow me on Twitter, at the real Hutch B on Gab, Hutch Bailey Jr. Join the Cold War Radio group there. You can get the podcast on Spreaker, iHeartRadio, just about anywhere that podcasts are aggregated. If you'd like to write to the program, please write to SCRTV at live.com or Cold War Radio, P.O. Box 104-33370, Castle Shannon Boulevard, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, 15234. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Tom McDonald on the intro. We'll come back to that in just a minute. Uh, let's go to the northern neck of Virginia. I guess it's getting close to oyster season. Not sure. Let's welcome Jack to the show. Hi, Jack. Uh-oh, Jack got combo issues, or do I have combo issues? I have combo issues. No, I don't. 
nope, I'm in. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Yeah, I'm good. And that's on. So, I don't know. Try it again, Jack. Check your settings out real quick. I'm double-checking mine. Uh, and I think uh, we're on the money. Um, I hate when this happens. But, uh, you know, you got to deal with it when it does. Let me just double-check this. Yeah, we got disabled camera, speakers, cable input. Yes, sir. We are proper or should be. I don't see your thing moving either. So, just double-check that. Uh, maybe try to sign back in or something because it's not coming through here and I don't uh, I got line in there that's proper yes sir I got cable output VD. yeah that's proper and I got speakers right there uh, Behringer uh, stream that's uh, proper as well so I don't uh, I don't know <laughs> alright man we'll figure this out uh, we always do ladies and gentlemen uh, but we'll try to get them back in there I know it works because that sound came through uh, but anyway, uh, a lot of things going on, uh, a lot of uh, turmoil, it seems, in the Democrat Party, uh, especially, and that's uh, looking good. Don't be, don't get too cocky, though. I mean, Manchin, Manchin and Cinema both have a price. They both definitely, ha- okay, hold on, hold on a second. Jack, you might have to do that again. I got her locked down. Let me, uh, okay, now. Go ahead and try. He is trying now. That might be what happened, too. But you were already signed in, so I'm not sure. Uh, I'll talk to you on the other side when you get back in here. Uh, but, yeah, Mansion and Cinema, they both they both have a price. There's no question. They have a price. Uh, can you hear me, Jack? I hear you. I there you go. I think I know what happened. Me? Yeah, I do. I think I know what happened. I, I locked the meeting. Uh, but you were already signed in, but that must have been why. You locked me out. No, you were already in. It. I tried to. I tried to lock the gate behind you. Uh, you know what I mean? Just so that. Yeah, you know. I got caught at the gate, man. <laughs> I know. Oh well, <laughs> we handled it well. I mean, there's no no worries. We only it only took a couple minutes off the off the show. But can you believe yeah, it's October like already? Yeah, um, you were asking about oyster season. It's yeah. up and running. Uh, oh, okay. I uh, made the executive decision to um, pass on the licensing and all that to a young man who's like 22 23 years old and wants to start that as his career okay and it's hard to get you know the the opportunity like i did so i did it for two years and 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 loved it but uh to see a young man uh especially these days when you know yeah we we worry about what the youth is going to do to have one that's so enterprising he already does the crabbing all summer and he was just looking to get a chance to do the oystering so Again, a very good deal, and now he's out there and starting a lifetime on the water, which wow. is awesome. Would you have your own boat and everything, or you were working for another guy, right? No, I I, I had the license. Um, so if you have two people on the boat and uh, they both have a license, you can you can haul in two twice as much. So okay. each captain. Or it's like a hunting license, license or a fishing yeah, license. Well, yeah, so – um, otherwise you basically running off of one license and you get eight bushels. Whereas if both people have a license, you can have 16 bushels. So okay. you just add that up money wise daily, you know, and you're doubling the money, um, opportunity. So that's good. I just thought it, I just thought, uh, it was an awesome deal for that person. You know, I so what is it like there? It's like liquor license. There's only so many available. And so you, he was. Yeah, the I mean, they, j- just to get the commercial waterman's license is a separate deal. 
he already had that. So I sold that to his father so they could be like father and son doing some of this stuff. Um, but the oyster license is limited and they don't issue any new ones. You have to purchase one that's already available. Gotcha. Just like a liquor um, license. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, it's hard to get. And, uh, you know, I mean, the prices that they go for, I could have been, been, uh, a bastard about it and you know and tried to get top dollar on it but that's I'll damn sure the, that's damn sure the way liquor licenses are in this county anyway in allegheny yeah. county it could be a hundred two three hundred four five hundred thousand yeah way I, more I mean, than the bars I, way more than the property i got it i got mine for a decent deal uh and then i hooked this kid up with a little a bit better deal than than what i did and it's fine by me i mean i got to do Good something that i always dreamed of doing and now you got a young man out there that wants to make it a career. So, and if you happen to, I don't really. I'm not a big oyster guy. I didn't ever ate a whole lot of them. I ate the little smoked ones in the can. That's about it. But uh, I love crab, and I'll tell you what. Now you got a crab source. Crab there, and uh, actually they've got a little a little beachfront uh, shore fishing thing right there. That, okay. Uh, you know, I want to go fishing. I can just nice. give them a call, and boom, it's a private beach, and so that's outstanding. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool stuff. Um, So October rolls in. A little chilly down here. Um, I was trying to warm up my new, well, at least this week's intro was like uh, live from the uh, dual PC, dual monitor ghetto setup here in the northern (laughs) day, as you you proclaimed it that day. But it's good to be here. A lot to talk about. Good good to have you. Good to have you. I'm going to run a couple numbers by you. Uh, 94, you know what that is? You know what that number represents? 94. That's how many ball games the Nationals lost this year so far. <laughs> <laughs> Only topped by the 100 that the Pirates lost. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Man, we're going down it's in flames. Final, final weekend. <laughs> yeah. A lot of young prospects. And, uh, you know, we have a chance this weekend or our final three days to knock the Red Sox out of the, any playoff contention. So. There's that to hope for. Yeah, okay. I don't have nothing to hope for. It's it's fan appreciation night, I guess. Or it's over. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's it over. is. It is. Uh, but you know that the sad part about it is, is most of these teams are just they're fodder. They remind you of the what was the name of the team that played against the Globetrotters, the Colonials or the Colonels or something like that. Uh, yeah, the victims. The yeah, victims. The victims. Right. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's what all these teams are like. I told you. I was walking across the bridge coming home from a game one night and a group from Chicago, we were playing Chicago and we beat them. But uh, the guy goes, yeah, the Pirates, <laughs> the best minor league <laughs> team in the majors. You know yeah. The best farm team, yeah. Yeah, it's true too. You man. look at a lot of the top players that are out there on various teams and a lot of them have pedigree where they've been in. in yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, a whole oh, lot of them. I mean, I, I forget so. the guy's name, a Spanish guy that was uh, on the Yankees. He was like did the best at the home run derby and had the most home runs that year. He was started at the Pirates. You know, wow. I watched the guy play. Yeah, it was terrible. It, you know, it's kind of hard too when you when you're my age and you're a baseball fan. I grew up around true superstars that well, stayed on the know. Pirates. You know, they stayed there the whole their whole career. We most are family. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's Roberto Clemente. I mean, I watched Willie him play. Stargell, Stargell, Dave Parker, uh, 
Yes. Ren, Tom, Rennie Dave, Stennett, remember him? I do. He replaced Dave Cash, as a matter of yeah. fact, at second base. Sal uh, Bando, I think, maybe? I, mean, he's, that, I think he was in Chicago or something. He was. I, I remember I had that baseball card. Doc, the original Doc, right? <laughs> he was Doc the best. Ellis. Doc, he was the man. He was the man. That guy, <laughs> he was like a militant. He was a, he was a revolutionary, man. He was. He was probably out there with Eric Holder. It, it was cool. <laughs> they had those beehive hats, and then it was the, the fro, the afro era. Yeah. So the hair would be way up, and the hat would be way up on oh, top. Yeah. And Doc uh, Ellis used to wear curlers in his hair. He used to wear women's curlers in his hair. Like he'd come, he wouldn't wear them during the game, but he'd like throw warm up pitches with them. I don't think well, he, he invented the, the Jerry curl. Is that? What <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I know one time he came up in the in the seventies. There was a huge rivalry between the Cincinnati Reds and the Pirates because we're right down the street from each other. I mean, and <laughs> Doc Ellis came in there. He's telling all the people in the dugout, "These people don't respect us. They're going to respect us now." And he went out on the mound and hit the first three pitchers, the first three batters, <laughs> till really? Danny Murtaugh pulled him out of the game. Yeah. I mean, like on the first pitch. You know what I mean? He beamed them, all three of them. That's a, that's a fact. Machine, check he went right at him, huh? He did. He also pitched a no-hitter on heroin or on LSD. Uh, you can look that up on, on uh, YouTube also. Doc man. Ellis, my man. He was crazy. Like, One of my favorite pitchers. <laughs> Where have they gone now? They're a farm team. Where they used to be, right? Yeah, you know. I mean, and they weren't good every year, but they always said they had Mazeroski. You know, like you said, they had Al Oliver, Willie Stargell, Clemente. I mean, they had so many good players. And even in the nineties, Van Slyke and Barry Bonds. And anyway, it's a lost cause. The old, the old pictures of Pittsburgh that I sent you. I mean, isn't that nostalgic? Have you looked at any of them and say, wait yeah. a minute, I know where that's at. I, I know have. where this is I at. I did. Matter of fact, uh, I sent one in the chat room to Marlene of the uh, incline that we were on when she came into Pittsburgh, when her and her husband came in. Oh, cool. It wasn't the yeah. same incline, but there's two of them, and it was the other one. But it's been around. I mean, it had like four cars on it. You know, it only has two now. Uh, but anyway, yeah, that's thanks. Like that was traveling a, people from, from yeah. the, the low areas up to the upper areas, and it's like, yeah, well, they lived up on the in the, on the slopes, and they worked down saw, in the mills. I think I saw one of the steps you had described. Yeah, yeah I saw that in the winter time. Yeah. I was like, "Holy mackerel!" I'd be <laughs> like, "No, I'm not coming in to work today, son." <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't there wasn't any leave. You didn't get paid. Yeah. You know, you might not have had a job back in those Holy days. Crap. So anyway, you heard Tom McDonald uh, in America, and I know you're familiar with that, uh, Jack. The reason, one of the reasons that I played that I'd love for this guy to catch on. And by the amount of, of uh, views he gets on YouTube, man, he probably is catching on. And there's also a, uh, there's a, a thing going on. I don't know if you've noticed it, but there's uh reviews of his music as soon as it comes out by Reaction black, pe- by black people. Yeah. yeah. And they're almost, I, I only saw a few of them, but they were all positive. And I guess, what I'm trying to say is Andrew Breitbart said something several years ago, obviously, uh, that was so spot on and really didn't bode well for Republicans because they're so stiff, if you will, at least the, polit- the politicians and the professional Republicans. But he said politics is always downstream from the culture, and that is so correct. And if we finally have somebody in the hip, I mean, you've seen this guy, Tom McDonald, right? Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, the guy's got dreadlocks. He's a white guy. He's got dreadlocks. He's got a grill. I don't know if it's real. 
and he's from Canada. Okay, he's got yeah, that's a trip. <laughs> yeah, which is the most awesome thing. So he comes in, and so he's not. He he. There's a couple of the reviews. I think a song he has called "White Boy," where he actually brought in people that he was going to have in the video and explained the lyrics of the song. He's like, "Wait a minute," because I came from Canada, where we have some racial issues. But when I came down here to America, it's like way worse, you know, yeah. and it's all stereotypical. Um, so he ran his lyrics by this group and let them hear the song before they participated in the video because he wanted them to be on board and understand exactly what he was saying because okay. it was so much knee jerk that could have happened with it. Um but the folks that are listening, uh, whether you're in your chat room or listening in the podcast, if you just go on YouTube and just do Tom McDonald uh, reaction video, and it, a whole boatload of them will come up, and you can see it. A lot of them are like 18-minute long uh, where they go verse or phrase by uh, yeah. section by section, and, and just a lot of times their their mind is blown. Stands just like our mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, this guy's got tattoos on his lips. He, I mean, he's jacked up physically, in my opinion. But he's got the right mindset, and that's what we need is somebody that's jacked up like that, that's part of the culture, and that gets it. I mean, you've seen with Nicki Minaj, and I'm not damn sure waving my flag for her, but uh, Rihanna, and now there's another guy came out. His name, I, I heard of him once, but his name's Pitbull, uh, and he went on a rant that I couldn't play on the show. It was so filled with profanity. But same thing. You know, if you don't like America, get the hell out of here. You know, and, a, and it's about famous, time. Famous uh, musician or artist, right? And he's, the uh, is it Hispanic or Latino? I or couldn't tell. Whatever. I, I, but I, but said, he mentioned in his comments that if you, you hate America, you ought to be in the countries where we came from. So it, he must be. It's probably is, El Salvadorian. Yeah, he's part of an ownership of a NASCAR. Uh, oh, really? Top level race car. Smart man as well. Dan Smart man Martin. as well as a rapper. You don't get that a whole lot of times. Yeah, so uh, usually they fizzle out and they're broken twenty years or something. Yeah, them NASCAR fucked their all them rednecks. Keep on flying, man. Sure. Come on. Sure. No. So Michael anyway, Jordan owns a team. The uh, culture owns a team. The culture is key. In, in fixing this country. And I think we're starting to see some movement on that. And I'd really, I'd really like that. I just hope I'm afraid that a lot of the social issues, which the, which the Republican establishment professionals are terrified of. And I don't think we should be. Uh, hopefully we can clean some of that up as well. Um, but we'll see. Now you, you look at the, at the Democrats right now, and they look to be in a little bit of uh, trouble uh, I don't know how long it'll last. I don't know how ruthless uh, Nancy Pelosi will be, uh, but they're pressuring Manchin from West Virginia and Cinema uh, because they're both saying they're going to block this vote, and we'll see. We'll see. I think I was, was saying Pelosi while you were – what's that? How was Pelosi getting – I thought they were both senators. They are, uh, but she's got problems in the house too. I mean, there's people yeah, in the house that she are got not big problems. In she the does house. absolutely. She John really does. in the chat room said, "Hey, Hutch, you've never had an explicit tag on one of our shows." <laughs> yeah, I know, but it was it was bad, man. It was bad. It was real bad. It was like no, no. 
and it was only like 15 seconds long. Yeah, just just look it up. I either found that one on uh, Gateway Pundit. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Later on Breitbart. It was on one of those two, and it's got a video with it, and he's talking the truth, but I wasn't going to do it. <laughs> anyway, so Manchin, listen, these guys got prices. At least Manchin does. And what I understand Manchin's price is, is when Biden gets around to voter reform, that's when Manchin's going to cave. So he's a communist just like the rest of them. He talks like he's really from West Virginia. But West Virginia, you guys got fooled. And you need to fix that. Get that scumbag out of the Senate. He does yeah, not represent been, you at all. He's always yeah. been like that. Same with, uh, I mean, uh, on the other side. If, you, if there is two sides... Um, you got the woman from Maine. I forgot Susan Collins. Susan Collins, yeah, and, and Murkowski in Alaska. Yeah. So they, how in the hell that. you don't think that there's there's corruption? How in the hell do you win a write-in vote election with a name like Murkowski? That didn't happen. That's <laughs> something's flaky about that. I'm sorry, but I don't have enough faith uh, in Alaska voters. That that didn't. That, something was funny about that. Yeah. Or well, they also ran out that one senator on false charges as soon as he lost the election. That's your DOJ. Yeah, sure. Yeah, they was... said, oh, nah, we're not going to. Somebody should have went to prison for that, man. And he died over it. You know, I mean, I don't know if that's the cause of death, but when that's your your life's work and that happens to you, it could have been. It could have had something to do with it. And and they dare to come out and say, well, we're not going to uh, get involved in the politics of things <laughs> six months prior to a presidential yeah, election. Exactly. And you know, I th- always think about that. I'm like, wait a minute. You lion sacks of shit. Yeah. You know, you then run a senator out of his seat on trumped up charges. And then when he lost and it was done, they basically said, oh, we're not, nah, it's not, it's not uh, enough stuff for us to follow through and, and and prosecute. So you're free. You're good to go. Yeah. Enjoy no the problem. rest of your life. No probs. Everything's yeah. all good. Uh, yeah. Let's go. Let's. I want to go military for a minute, Jack. Um, a guy named Joel Pollock, he's been on the program, a really good uh, contributor to Breitbart, uh, wrote an article, Blue State Blues, it's his column, more woke generals need to testify about their failures. And this is something that, we cannot let this die, folks. We can't let this die. This is America right here. Biden lied, people died. That's the inescapable conclusion after this week's testimony in Congress by Joint Chiefs uh, Chair General Mark Milley, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, and CENTCOM Commander Ken McKenzie. 
In August, Biden told ABC News' George Stephanopoulos that none of his military advisors suggested that he keep a residual force of 2,500 troops in the country to ensure that Afghanistan did not fall to the Taliban. That was false. The military brass told Congress that they had indeed presented that option to Biden. Milley went further. He noted that in November 2020, then-President Donald Trump had ordered all troops to be withdrawn from Afghanistan, but that after the military warned him of a potential collapse, he rescinded the order. Trump wanted to pull out of the country, but he listened to his military advisors. And that's how smart Mark Milley is. The guy did what he's supposed to do. This applesauce brain that's in there now didn't, and he supports the applesauce brain. Uh, Not so with Joe Biden. He insisted on withdrawal, but on September 11th, not May 1st, which ensured disaster. Not only did the new date break the agreement Trump had reached with the Taliban in negotiations started by Obama, by the way, but it also placed the withdrawal smack in the middle of the summer fighting season rather than the winter. The generals effectively threw Biden under the bus, and he deserves it. Frankly, after telling the country that the likelihood there's going to be the Taliban overrunning everything and owning the whole country is highly unlikely. But note how the generals carefully sidestepped their own responsibility. We didn't learn enough about the curious decision to abandon the Bagram Air Base. We didn't learn much about the intelligence failures that caused U.S. forces to be so surprised by the sudden turn of events. We didn't learn much about why General Milley said in 2013 that the conditions are set for the U.S. to win the war in Afghanistan and that the Taliban were no longer capable of overthrowing the country. It remains astonishing that none of the military leaders responsible for Afghanistan debacle have resigned. While Marine Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller willingly sits in the brig for having called them out publicly on social media, giving voice to what thousands of other service members were thinking, Asked by Senator Tom Cotton why he had not resigned yet, Milley said that doing so would be a political act, as if Milley had not been engaged in politics on the left's behalf since 2020. But at least Milley was held responsible, however briefly and incompletely, by Congress. What about the other generals and admirals who weighed into politics in 2020, who trashed Trump and praised Biden for his supposed military acumen? Where, for example, is retired General Stanley McChrystal, the former commander of U.S. forces in Afghanistan, who was abruptly recalled from the field and fired by President Obama in 2010 for trashing Biden in a Rolling Stone article? Now, I don't know if you guys knew this next part, uh, but you're going to know now if you didn't. In October of 2020, McChrystal, United States Army General, ladies and gentlemen, who was then advising Democrats on campaign propaganda that used official or rather art, artificial intelligence technology first developed by the military, endorsed Biden for president. He told MSNBC's Morning Joe that Biden was an honest person who is willing to listen. McChrystal added, we need someone who will take in information, surround themselves with talented people. He thinks a lot about himself, doesn't he? And lead the country the best they can. Where's McChrystal's apology today? I wonder. Or how about retired Admiral William McRaven, who published an op-ed in the New York Times in 2019 in the midst of President Trump's absurd first impeachment that Trump should be removed from office the sooner the better. 
Now that we know Biden pressured then-Afghan President Ashraf Ghani this summer to create a false impression of stability or else risk losing U.S. aid, where is McRaven calling for Biden to be impeached for actually doing what Trump never did? Then there's former Secretary of Defense James Mattis, a retired general who broke with Trump and accused him falsely of violating the Constitution in his walk across Lafayette Square last year to reassure Americans that the democratically elected government, not the mob, was still in control. He compared Trump to a Nazi pouring fuel on the fires of ongoing unrest that aimed to remove Trump from office. Parenthetically, I just wanted to say that because Biden said it, in parentheses, Note how the Black Lives Matter protests have disappeared since then. Where is Mattis' explanation for his error? And how about the nearly 800 retired national security leaders who signed a much ballyhooed letter backing Biden, praising his sound judgment, or the over 70 retired Republican national security officials who signed a similar statement? or the 50 former intelligence officials who defended Biden over the Hunter Biden laptop calling it Russian disinformation. Our national security leadership is politically compromised and hence incompetent. The woke military is the result of several factors. One is the increasing influence of left-wing faculty within the military academies, itself partly a response to the left-wing mandates of the Obama and Biden administrations, particularly on contentious and divisive issues of race and gender. Senior military officials also cannot advance without political support in Congress, and they devote much of their their energy to appeasing Democrats since they take the support of Republicans for granted. Many military officials also looked at careers in D.C., after their service, and D.C. is a left-wing company town. Thus it was that Secretary Austin embraced the opportunity earlier this year to stand down the military, to purge it of its extremists, only on the right, and regardless of the urgent challenges that awaited in Afghanistan. A different inquiry is needed, one aimed at the corrupt military establishment that backed Biden publicly in 2020 and led to our current disgrace uh i had to, i had to read that one jack that um because yeah. that's the way i feel i mean I'm, I'm telling you ladies and gentlemen uh you don't know how well maybe some of you do but it, it it's a really tough thing when i can't even tell anybody yeah i'm a retired army officer and be proud of it anymore i'm embarrassed of it and i mean that i mean i know i wasn't bad but i mean it it you know that you know what i'm talking about yeah, it may, it makes me angry at how many dedicated years that I put into it. Yeah, uh, blindly. How much you, you know? missed with your children? How much you missed with your family? Even in the reserves, I, I think and, I missed more time with my family in the reserves than I did on trust, active duty. And trusting in in the overall uh, system that we were trained about, you know, about the chain of commands and and uh, and the ethics and all of those those highly taught professional skills about how the military operates and how it always is there uh, to protect the nation from enemies foreign and domestic. I didn't have any clue that the domestic portion was going to include folks that were in the military. You look at it, you, you talked about Miss Crystal in that, uh, in that article. I mean, tossed aside by Obama, but yet 
you know, he's right there willing to pump up a shell of a person who is now our president. And it's easy to, to figure out why. It's because those people that are unelected that are running this country want somebody that's just a little puppet that they can prop up in front and have them read things. Like that's right. Biden has said, they told me I need to say this. Who's they? Right. Uh, you know, you're the executive. You're the guy. That's why they didn't want Trump, because Trump wanted to be that guy. He was that guy. He was that and, guy. He was brilliant at it. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Too. I mean, I hope you learned a lot, too. I, get, I do. I mean, folks always say, oh, this guy doesn't sleep. One of was like three hours a day or whatever. He's always in all little aspects of it. He didn't micromanage, but he sure as hell wanted to know what was happening on a daily basis with all of the things that he was responsible for in that office. Biden, he's like, I can ride bike today. <laughs> I know. So, it's horrible, so, man. I mean, even at the game, even at the congressional game, he corners some woman, man. I mean, no, yeah. no. He's like 75, some girl. That was that wasn't a woman. That was that was somebody that was a child to him, and he was booed there too. I mean, it was selective with cell phones and certain areas. But um, I saw a meme. It was the funniest thing I saw this week. It was Joe Biden sitting next to uh, former President Obama, and the little bubble over (laughs) Joe. Both of them are looking at their phones. Uh, uh, Obama's got his head in his hand, and Biden's like. All these people want to have sex with me. <laughs> and Obama, Obama's like, he's looking, he's looking in, his head is in his hands. And he's like, that's not what F Joe Biden means. <laughs> that's awesome, man. That's freaking awesome. Yeah, like, that, that is a good one. That, that definitely <laughs> is a good one, man. All these people want to have sex with me. <laughs> so uh, I, I want to, let, let's go back to the, man, I, I looked at this cabinet. This cabinet is very diverse, uh, which is fine. But a lot of these people, man, I don't think they have America's interest in mind. Uh, ed, education secretary, you recall uh, the McAuliffe-Yunkin final debate where McAuliffe said the quiet part out loud about parents and education. Well, let's go to the Secretary of Education, uh, a position that should probably not have a, an education. There should, probably shouldn't be a federal Department of Education, but there is, and this is the uh, secretary of that, and he's asked a couple questions. Let's listen into Secretary Miguel Cardona. 
Thank you, Madam Chair. I have two questions uh, for Secretary Cardona and one for Secretary uh, Becerra. I know you're in Indiana recently, and schools across the country are trying to reopen, and uh, my travels, uh, everybody's trying to do it safely. Uh, it's different, uh, every school corporation. Um, and I know that uh, some of those meetings are a little rowdy. Uh, in this case, I think the discussion was on uh, mask mandates, curriculum related to maybe critical race theory. Um, and I think that that civic engagement, I was on a school board for 10 years. And I always tell people, you'll get an earful of something. It'll be a good indication whether you're ready for something else. But uh, I was a little disturbed, in, and I want to see if you really meant the comment. Uh, and it was in relation to uh, how, why are they doing this? And I'm going to quote this. Uh, and your response for that engagement was, I think it's a proxy for being mad that their guy didn't win. And I'm quoting it verbatim here. And I know you probably didn't mean that, and I'll give you a chance to retract. The hell he didn't. Uh, is that something you'd want to take back? I know that across the country our school board meetings are uh, a little bit more uh, intense, but I'll tell you, school boards are unwavering in their support for returning students to school and providing a safe learning environment. For what school. about the statement? And I agree with you 100% there. Would you want to take that back to not politicize something where I think it's an honest, sincere difference of opinion across the country? And I don't know that I'd want to be on record with that. Senator, I, I'll tell you the, the lack of civility in some of our meetings is disappointing and frustrating, especially because our superintendents and educators and board members, and you should know, you're a board member, they've worked tirelessly over the last 18 months to provide a safe environment. For and I know it can get rowdy, and um, I'll take it that you don't want to retract point. So uh, rowdy, it was very dangerous in yes. some places. Um, Indiana has led the nation in school choice, and uh, it's something that coming through the pandemic, I think it's clear that parents, again, ought to be the drivers of the equation. Uh, I think parents uh, from K through 12, and especially with uh, them that have had kids pursue a four-year degree and they end up in the basement with an unmarketable degree, need to have more say-so. They pay the bills through property taxes, then tuition, room, and board. Fairly quick answers here because I want to get to Secretary Becerra. Do you think parents should be in charge of their child's education as the primary stakeholder? I believe parents are important stakeholders, but I also believe primary. educators have a role in determining uh, educational programming. And I think that's going to be a little out of focus, what I think you're going to find across all elements of education, since they pay the bills, they raise the kids, they probably need to be the primary uh, spokespeople for their own kids' good education. Uh, should parents have more school options, including private schools? As I said in previous hearings, I believe uh, public education schools should be a, the first and best option. The neighborhood school, children want to be in their neighborhood school, but parents should have options, and I believe they do across the country. So I think it sounds like you'd think there might need to be more options. I came from a great public school system. Uh, I think competition and choice always exceeds any of the other things when you want to get real quality at something. Should the money follow the student or should it follow the school? I believe education systems should have strong schools for all students and I believe we need to make sure we are investing in public schools because for some students who 
that's their only option. We need to have that be a high-quality option for all students. That's just Thank a you. lie. If the money follows the student, he has the same options as anybody else. I, I can't stand these people, Jack. This guy, they believe this. They, he thinks the only reason people are at the school board meeting is because Biden stole the election. He really believes that, and a lot of them do. They think that's the only reason why these parents are concerned. Well, you know, we, we, we've seen this entire year, starting up in Loudoun County earlier in the wintertime, uh, February, January of this year, just after Biden was inaugurated, where you had the critical race theory being forced down Loudoun County's throat. And, the you know, it's 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 turned. It became a national talking point in certain states have actually passed laws against it. Which, which is good, bucking what they were trying to implement. And then, you know, within the last month and a half, two months, you've seen some of the materials that the public education system has sought or uh, found that they were uh, worthy of being in the hands of the, the students, you know, with the sexual innuendo and the out-and-out out uh, blatant uh sexual aspect of this uh, taught to especially literary students, write this, write this about oh, your yeah. sexual to young kids. And then I think it was a less than a week later um, in Texas, a woman comes up and starts reading out of this book about lawnmower or something, which is basically about homosexual acts by these kids and it's read sickening. it in front of the school board. It's like, what is this doing in, in the, in school? You're absolutely right, and, and it's and it's the thing they act about like it's no big deal, and it it is a huge deal. Yeah, that's what I they they, they think that the reason these parents are mad is because Trump lost. No. They're that stupid, <laughs> and they and believe me, believe me, and this is on both parties. They think they are superior to you. They honest to God believe that. You could hear it in this idiot's voice. He doesn't think parents should be the primary stakeholders. He doesn't think, this is how smart he is, and all he's doing is protecting his fiefdom, his unions. He probably, if you look into it, he probably came from leadership in one of the unions. But he doesn't think the money should follow the student, it should follow the school. No, it, it should be as, in my opinion, government schools should be President abolished. Trump, Trump was like, boom, he put vouchers in the parents' hands and they can choose. That's right. What schools they want their kids to go to? Which blow these unions means, up, blow them up, man. Get right. them, get rid you, of them. Outlaw. You, you make the schools competitive. If you That's want exactly my kids right. to, to learn there, then you uh, prove to me that you can teach them a wholesome education. That's I mean, right. the, the good thing about what happened this year, as far as you know, what I said about Loudoun County, and then I think it was Ohio with some of the sexual reading, uh, literary stuff about writing, and then Texas. That proves, you know, because a lot of times during the show, you're like, every, you, you got to stop focusing on every four years electing a president. You need to go local. Yeah. You need to look and dig down. And that's what the folks are, uh, uh, are digging up locally. Right. That's what we're seeing because a lot of this material, the Ohio uh, books, they've been in that school system for like five, six, seven years. So Trump was president when it was still there. Yeah. Now, once a parent is like, wait a minute, why in the hell is my 13-year-old kid, a 14-year-old kid dealing with this? 
why is my uh, son that's interested in mowing lawns for a business being subjected to this uh, homosexual reading material, you know? And then he's got to get a grade for it because he picked it. So it's like, wait a minute, you know? Um, and what he said about the, the worthless uh, college credentials. You know, that's that's freaking widespread right there. And the thing is, a lot of these underachievers at these, at these colleges, one of the easiest degrees to get is teaching. You know, so they skate right through that. Then they do nine, nine months. And if you're a teacher in the audience, all right, I'm not trying to berate you, but by God, we got to fix this education program. Um, there's, there's a lot of people involved for it to be this bad. And you probably yeah. know that. I know... There's some listeners that uh, are in the education world. My neighbors are. They're retired 40 years. And they all know that this is ridiculous, that this is left-wing and it's suicidal. Uh, And you know what else? It's racist. If you went in to South Central L.A. and told every family out there, you know what? You're going to get a voucher instead of... With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The money that we spend on your kid, you know, per year for education in these ridiculous, raggedy-ass schools, government indoctrination centers, we're going to give you the $7,500 and take the kid and put him in a Catholic school or a Christian school or a freaking whatever kind, put him in a madrasa, that that's what you want, and then we'll deal with him when he gets older. You know, but this government thing, it, it's got to end. It really does. Uh, you know, it was it was designed during the Industrial Revolution to make sure that people becoming of work age could run the equipment in the in the mill in the in the factories in the offices it was never designed to really educate people you know now it got better during the 60s 50s 60s and 70s and the 80s and it died in the 90s i guess yeah, that's it, when ronald reagan started shape. talking about it yeah it is what we were shape. going through you know element i mean the basics because reading writing arithmetic you know it's gone way beyond that because right. to me, those three things, you definitely, that should be in our free country. That should be something that that we make sure that all the children have an opportunity. China to is. That. China is. They're, they're, they're leading the world in STEM. And we're worried yeah. about freaking diversity and pronouns. Yeah, you need, you need to have those basics in order to understand as a free person you know, then you can seek out and understand different things and the way people are coming at you or propagandizing you. You will you'll be armed with the with the information and the knowledge in your brain that you'll be able to discern when somebody's 
pulling your freaking leg. And also right you'll now, be able to design a nuclear missile or whatever defense right. you, materials you we your, need or space you know, rockets and space capsules and whatnot. I mean, we need people that know how to do that, that are American. Yeah, I mean, it goes back. I mean, even when I went, when I was going through school, they had all these aptitude tests, and they said, well, "Yeah, you you're good for this. <laughs> and, oh, you're good for that." And I'm like, "Wait a minute, that's not." I asked, a, I asked I the teacher. Be- I, I said to the teacher, "What's drywall mean?" <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, right there, I cracked myself up. trying to sit there and say, all right, according to our punch guard commuter, we put yeah. your card in there. They spit it back out and said, keep trying. Yeah, what? Right. Wait, <laughs> come on. You know, when I first got in basic training in the, in the Army, I was like, damn, this is just like gym class back in eighth grade. Because right. you know, it was. Our, our gym class was like a military thing. Yeah. We lined up and then we saw, we counted off. And odd numbers, one step to the left, uncover. You know, I don't think they use the same terms, but that's what we did. And then we did push-ups and sit-ups and jumping jacks, and then we ran. Yeah. I mean, holy It was smoke. important. I mean, I remember the, Amer- the, the presidential, presidential fitness, fitness award. Yeah. Physical fitness test. The 600-yard run walk. Yeah. Or 600 yeah. meter or something like that. But, but uh, that, yeah. that was good for trying to make sure the kids were healthy. But And know, the ones that got the score got a little patch. That now, they could sew under uh, gym yeah. uniform. Now everyone gets a, a certificate oh, yeah. and a patch just for and an ice cream cone, school. an ice cream yeah. cone. Yeah, but, uh, so at the finish line. <laughs> running <laughs> running back to uh, politics a little bit with this uh, Democrat meltdown. This is kind of funny. The White House deployed Susan Rice to Capitol Hill. That, that's the strongest gun they got. Susan Rice. They're in trouble late Thursday evening to help push President Biden's agenda through Congress. Rice, who previously served former President Barack Obama as a national security advisor, now works for Biden as the director. Listen to this job she's got. Tell me she's not the president. (laughs) Uh, Now works for Biden as the director of the White House Domestic Policy Council. (laughs) So everything he does inside this country is coming out of uh, Susan Rice's uh, foul mouth. Rice joined counselor to the president, Steve Rossetti, White House Legislative Affairs Director Louisa Terrell, and National Economic Council Director Brian Deese for meetings with Senators Kirsten, Kristen Cinema, Arizona, and Senator Joe Manchin as Biden tries to push $5 trillion in proposed domestic spending through Congress. Don't worry about the dollars, though, ladies and gentlemen. It's all about the values. $5 trillion, trillion. doesn't mean anything. Uh on Thursday, Manchin voices opposition to a domestic entitlement bill that costs over $1.5 trillion, angering progressives who want to see dramatic tax hikes to help pay for the $3.5 trillion in spending for free universal pre-K, two years of free college, subsidized child and elder care, paid family leave, and more food stamp benefits because the welfare recipients aren't fat enough, Jack. Uh, you know, it, it's it's freaking horrible. But you know what? Something funny happened. Biden's $3.5 trillion spending bill hits stalemate as Democrat Senator Kirsten Sinema leaves D.C. before the deal could be made. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's happening this weekend, Chucky. You know, the thing about her, she polls better in Arizona with Republicans than she does with Democrats. And she knows it. 
She's not going to budge, I don't think. Manchin, Manchin's going to. I mean, maybe he won't, but he's he's going to he's going to break sometime. Yeah, she's he always the, does. Cinema, cinema is interesting uh, case subject in politics because if you remember the origins of her being involved in politics, if you remember, I think it was back when Bush was president. Uh, Maybe one during Obama, but you had the code pink folks coming yeah. in the Congress. She right. was one of them. She's the code <laughs> pink. Yeah, that's her. Yeah, and her. you would so you would think once she got in because she defeated uh, McSally. Who? Nah, that's it. That's right. Know, we wanted uh, Doctor Ward to be the nominee uh, to go against Cinema and McSally. She came on more than being, once, didn't she? Kelly Ward. McSally, she at least twice on the show, I think. Yeah. I know once for and sure. She's still, she's still prompt. I think she's the GOP top dog in Arizona right she now. She is. Yeah. She's running um, the, the uh, audit. I mean, right. You know, she's behind the audit. But uh, when uh, we wanted her to go against cinema, it ended up being McSally. McSally lost. Right. And then McCain died and McSally <laughs> got pointed in McCain's spot. Remember? Yeah. Yep. So, and then I think she lost to somebody else. The the astronauts. Uh, yeah, you, husband, you, you know right? Mark Kelly. Mark Kelly, yeah. another another worthless field grade military officer so who ended up going from two GOP senators from Arizona to none. Right, and the, and the ones that we did have, the ones that we did have, weren't worth a shit anyway. It was McCain and Flake. Yeah. yeah. You know, but you look at that Mark Kelly and what him, what he, and other swing state Democrats are doing. They are in in the lead in calling for unlimited Afghan immigration into their states. Mark Kelly, United States Navy astronaut, scumbag communist, gun grabber. Uh, the military has to do a better job, man. They really do. It's got to happen soon. So you look at all that money. $3.5 trillion, which is what they're saying. It's really more like eight if you put everything together. Uh, this is the House budget chairman. His name is Yarmouth, and I think he's an alcoholic. I'm not sure, uh, but you can tell when you listen to him. Um, I want you to listen to what he feels about $3.5 trillion and understand that almost every single Republican in Congress feels the same way as he does. Uh, it's unfortunate, uh, but this is the way it is. Let's listen to Budget Chairman Yarmouth. And now let's go to Democratic Congressman John Yarmouth. He is the chair of the House Budget Committee. His committee has already passed its initial version of the $3.5 trillion spending bill. So, Chairman, I appreciate your time. Moderate Democratic Congressman Josh Gottheimer just was on CNN moments ago. And I know you've got a lot going on. You may not have saw what you saw, but he had to say. Okay, so, so I'll just tell you. What he said was, quote, he's 1,000% certain that the bipartisan infrastructure bill will pass the House tonight. Are you? Um, nope, I can't. Uh, I can't say that I agree with Josh. I think it's it's uh, uh, pretty much a long shot to pass it tonight. Uh, if it comes for a vote, I'll vote for it. I think it's a good piece of legislation, and I I, I take every piece of legislation individually. And, sure, you do. And I will support it, uh, even though I'm a progressive and I'm I'm strongly committed to making sure that the Build Back Better Act Communism. is is enacted into law. So. 
Um, we'll see. Um, I have plenty of Kentucky bourbon around, so I can uh, fortify myself for the evening. But, um, you know, this deadline tonight, and I know everybody wants to make this a dramatic uh, uh, threshold, but it, it really doesn't mean much. We have plenty of time to do both of these bills. We could pass them next week. Uh, we could pass them in November. We could pass them in December. We could pass them in January. And I know, I know the conventional wisdom is that the longer you go, the more difficult it gets. But but I think you know w- one of the things that we have made a mistake at is we've kind of lost the narrative focusing on dollar amounts instead of exactly what uh, the initiatives yes. in these in these uh, programs would mean for the American people. We need to do a better job of that. All right. Well, and, and, and it, I hear you on that, first of all. Mm-hmm. Secondly, um, I think it's important just to emphasize here that you, you, you say you would be a yes because you look at everything individually. Obviously, there are right. some in your caucus who, you know, are right. categorical, categorical that they don't see it this way. And, and I know that's why you're not sure it will pass. But right. um, but but here's the thing. Your committee did recently pass, uh, you know, your own version, right, a $3.5 trillion spending plan. I don't want to make it all about the numbers, but some in your caucus are, right? I mean, you heard uh, the chairman of the the caucus, uh, Pramilia Jayapal, saying, well, I said $3.5 trillion, and that's what it is, and uh, I'm not going to negotiate against myself. But Joe Manchin is making it clear, one to one and a half, and that's it. Is that, knowing that he's saying that, are you okay with that? Well... <laughs> I, what I'm okay with is is uh, is taking advantage of the opportunity. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Opportunity we have to do something incredibly important for the American people. And uh, we're not going to have this opportunity very often. So the, the number itself is meaningless. I mean, I, I read Joe Manchin's statement. I've listened to him. He has no understanding of how the, uh, the, the federal government uh, monetary system works. When he, when he compared it yesterday to his household income, that has no relevance to what we can do. It's not a question of what we can afford. The, the federal government can afford anything that it feels it needs to My do. My God. And right now, that's what we ought to be focused on. So... Um, you know, that's kind of the position I took on, on, in the budget committee. That's the position I will take going forward. Yep. Uh, the shame is that we have a... Get off position. my show. Uh, now, he told you, he told you he was a communist. He told you, I'm a, I'm a progressive. That is synonymous with a communist. He also told you, never let a crisis go to waste. We need to take advantage of this opportunity because it might not come, it, it better not exactly. come ever again. These people are crooks, and there's Republicans just like them. Chomping at the bit 
to do the most damage they can because, look, we just talked about who's in the executive branch running the executive branch of the government. Susan he's, he's no threat. Well, she's part of the, you know, the communists. So the president is non-existent. So, right. Okay. Um, they, they want to get and shove everything because what's coming up in 2022, They're we talked about people, talking about the people waking up and, and challenging the school boards, doing all this stuff, ratting out. And, and all of a sudden it's like an awakening. It's like, wait, enough. <laughs> you got so, rappers you know, figuring it out, man. Come on. They're, they got to pay taxes too. Even They're figuring this out. The, some of the entertainers are out there. Wait, yeah. no, you can't tell me this. Right. What are you talking about? No. Eric Clapton. Eric Clapton, man, out there. Eric Clapton others. got the vaccine and had a uh, almost, you know, was paralyzed. He couldn't he couldn't do much for months or a couple of months. Uh, that's why he's so adamant and vocal against the vaccine. Yeah. It's not because he didn't scare the it. hell out of him. He took the vaccine, just like they said, and um, he had a little paralysis deal. Uh, all you got to do is look that sh- stuff yeah, up. Folks. Yeah, he, I mean, he wrote a song about it, you know. Uh, now they dismiss him like he's an anti-vaxxer. No, the guy had his vaccine. Right. All right, man, let's get into winners and losers. It's that time of night. Uh, over to you, Jack. Winners and losers for this week. My winner, and this kind of broke yesterday, and I saw something about it today, but I'm going to say my winner is Lieutenant Colonel Teresa Long. Um, who is with the United States Army. She, let me get this um, article out here. She is the uh, head physician of uh, Fort Rucker, Alabama. Home of the Warrant Officer Corps. Yes, down there. And she's, uh, it's a senior Army flight surgeon. It's the headline, it's from a Gateway Pundit. Uh, Pilots may die in mid-flight from COVID vaccines. The Department of Defense abandoned the MRI scan protocol, which used to be in place uh, after anyone that was, you know, going to be flying or piloting some of the multi-million, billion-dollar equipment, you know, like planes and helicopters and such. Um, she Fixed came wing forward. and rotary wing. <laughs> she, Go ahead, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yes. She came forward uh, with an affidavit and uh, says Dr. Long, who's responsible for certifying the fitness of 4,000 flight ready airmen at the first aviation brigade at Fort Rucker, Alabama is urging the Biden administration to rescind its mandate requiring vaccinations with BioNTech or RNA gene therapy, which is the the Pfizer and the Moderna. Um, the majority of young new Army aviators are in their early 20s. We know there is a risk of myocarditis with each mRNA vaccination, the colonel states in the affidavit. Vaccines provided by Pfizer and Moderna both have been linked to myocarditis, especially in young males between 16 to 24 years of age, forcing the military to inject themselves with vaccines that are potentially fatal is not only unethical, but intentionally puts these airmen who have natural immunity against coronavirus in jeopardy. She's on leans on the sides of you have a better chance of fighting off the COVID by your own natural immunity than with this 
injection. So that's what I al- that's what I always felt too, you know. But you know, right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if any of you uh, uh, run a hospital or have a medical uh, business or anything, get ready hire this woman because the army's going to do a job on her. You're going to yep. see her like the lieutenant colonel in the Marine Corps. They're going after this woman, and and let me tell you, she's talking about. The people that bail the infantry out. These are the helicopter pilots, the helicopter gunships, the helicopter cargo pilots. That's what Fort Rucker is. Fort Rucker runs a warrant officer program, and half of every class are helicopter pilots. And like Jack said there, or like he he, uh, illustrated in the article, they're 20. They're at the beginning of their thing. They went to basic training, and now they're going to be an officer and a helicopter pilot. You know, it's amazing. And they're, yeah, they're so think, goddamn yeah, heroes, so, too. So think about that. I mean, they have mandated, the Army, Air Force, all of the service have been mandated that all of Austin our fighting did. men and women. Right. Austin and, and Biden. Uh, basically said, you're either getting it or you're out. And they put extreme focus on the senior leadership. Right. Said, you know, if you don't take it, you guys are basically, you know, criminals against the system. The and lower enlisted and, and, and have a little sat, more leeway. There sat five generals, Millie and the chiefs of staff of the Army, Air Force, Navy, Marines, and the Space Force, if they have a representative yet, that didn't say a damn thing. Right. Didn't say a word, man. Well, if you think about it on a – and me and my, you know, looking at the overall end goal of what is going on, Across the globe with this COVID, it's tinfoil like a sound bitch, man. Wh- you know, know. Wh- what do we always say? Yeah, the, the, the if you cannot get the United States military on board with taking over this country, well, if you sit there and inject them with this thing that can basically severely uh, compromise their their ability to live past a, a few years, what have you done? You've taken right. out the military. Oh, and that wouldn't have anything to do with China's goals. Uh, it couldn't. I it mean, couldn't. I don't know if China's military is, is mandated to take it, you know? I believe that when I see it. They're probably getting All a, right, so a that's boat. my winner is for her, Good, uh, Lieutenant sorry. Colonel yep. Teresa Long. For, uh, Good one, by the way. Good one. Up. Check her out. Um, she's got an affidavit. It's there and different. You won't find it on mainstream media, but there's an affidavit out there where she goes into a lot of uh, – detail of why she has a position she does my loser this week you touched on uh some of these wackos that are in the uh cabinet or in high level positions of this biden administration and earlier this year we did uh, mention um a nominee for bureau of land management her yeah, name is Tracy Stone Manning. Remember her? I do. She's the eco-terrorist that used to uh, put spikes in the trees. Marlene. Yeah. She's the one that got yeah. the got the the, the lumberjacks. Said, no way in hell that woman was ever going to be approved by the Senate. Well, that happened this week. Uh, article yesterday said, "Yep, Senate approved eco-terrorist uh, Tracy Stone Manning, fifty to forty-five on a party line vote to become." the head of the Bureau of Land Management. I Manchin was the key uh, vote on that. And he basically said, she's young. Uh, and that's, only, that's what we need, a young terrorist. over to the young. <laughs> yeah, what a moron. So he's in, a coal, he's in a coal state too, West Virginia. 
don't don't think she's don't think she's not going to mess with you. Yeah, don't think yeah. she's not coming down to West Virginia and closing the coal mines. That's she's Mansion. Mansion yeah. says she's young. Let's let her give her a chance. She represents the young, the youthfulness. <laughs> I looked at that article for the show because I was looking for Lindsey Graham voted for her, you know, this guy. But it was no Republicans voted for her. I was proud of him for one time, for once. Man. But you know why. You know why they didn't vote for her, right, Jack? You understand that. You know how this works. Because somebody yeah, whipped it. Because they knew Manchin did. Somebody <laughs> whipped it. That's exactly right. They knew they didn't need to vote for it. Just like when, when uh, Corker voted for the... Uh, uh, no, just like when McCain voted against ending Obamacare. If yeah, he where, wouldn't where, have voted for it, somebody else would have. Which five senators were missing? There's a hundred senators. Right, so I don't right, there you go. They had to be what? Republicans, huh? I don't know. Because there's only I, fifty I, I Democrats. On the article, I couldn't see a list or anything. The only one that was key in there was Manchin, and I right. remember from the earlier, he was like uh, this is right. Was young. And now he's like, now she's young. I got to do something or they're going to kill me. <laughs> All right, so my winners and losers, I'm going to start with my losers. And my losers are American Democrats. Unfortunately for America, the Democrats are at it again. Before the Civil War, the Democrats seceded rather than give up their slaves. Now the Democrats are aligning themselves with anti-American policies of censorship destruction of billions of dollars in wealth, murder of those in their way. Remember, the only people that died on January 6th by violence were Trump supporters. Aligning with fascist groups like BLM and Antifa, election theft, arming the Taliban enemy with $83 billion in U.S. military equipment. And I know Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For the House Budget uh, Chairman, that's really not any money, but it really is. Using a pandemic to steal American freedoms. False arrests of individuals for fake crimes. Government harassment through the courts. And imprisonment based on fake crimes in kangaroo courts, etc. It's no surprise Americans want to secede from the Democrats' national suicide pact. It's almost a surprise that there hasn't been a more serious discussion before now. And believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, those discussions are happening. And membership, I, I, every now and then, I, I can't really deal with his the tone of his voice, but Dr. Steve Turley... Uh, has a report 
and he reported that uh, recent admissions into the Proud Boys and whatnot are skyrocketing. And the biggest percentage of people joining these groups are police officers. So I hope they're not infiltrating. I don't think they are. I, I think they're well, they are. patriotic in nature. Some of them are, are infiltrating, I'm sure. But I, so many of those uh, those so-called groups that are that are put forth by the mainstream media are nothing but fringe entities to begin with, and the mainstream media gives them credibility because the, without the mainstream media telling you who they are, they would not exist. You know, it's it's ridiculous. And then when they lump in, because the, the Proud Boys, when I first saw them, it was Gavin McGinnis, another Canadian, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but who was just loves Americans' free speech. The gathering of those folks, that it was the furthest thing from white supremacy that you'd see because the they, leaders weren't the, all white. The diversity was all color, all yeah. colors of people. So the mainstream media shot that shot that movement down by the constant pushing associating them with white supremacy. Oh, the military the put them on a terrorist list. I mean, it's the right, next, right next they, to Christians. They, they lumped them in with, with uh, President Trump, I think, Charlottesville, yeah. trying to say, proud yeah. boys and white supremacists, blah, blah, blah. You know, and if you listen to what Trump said that day, he was basically saying people on both sides of the movement. He's saying Antifa, the Black Lives Matter, uh, and the and the folks on the opposite side of that same conflict were wrong, but most of them were doing their protesting peacefully. But yeah. now the mainstream media turned it into oh, he's basically saying that white supremacy. Yeah, you know? you know how they are. Anyway, my winner my winner this week is a little different. Uh, it's actually a lot different. It has nothing to do with what we normally talk about on the show, uh, but. This man was very influential. Not influential. He was very, uh, he had a big place in my upbringing. Let's say that. And there was an article in Breitbart, I think it was by Nolte. um, And it's entitled, Time Life's Richard Pryor Collection Reminds Us of When America Was Still Free. And I thought about that and I thought about growing up with Richard Pryor, which I did, and the diverse crowds of people that I hung out with growing up and how we were all able to listen to this guy. And he's a hardcore comedian that brought it. A black guy, an unapologetic black guy that brought it in the 70s and 80s and 90s. Um with raw comedy and we'd have white guys, black guys, Korean guys, women, men, I should say boys and girls, but then later on women and men. And you'd sit around and listen to this guy and you had heard the same album 20 times, Jack. And everybody in the room knew every word. So there'd be 30 people saying Pryor's routine with them. Laughing our asses off. Well, uh, there's a new collection. The time I bought it today, by the way, it was a hundred dollars. Uh, uh, like twenty three DVD set of everything Richard Pryor ever did. Uh, he was a hero of mine. 
I miss him. He's a tragic death. Uh, listen to the trailer. What you taking my picture for? <laughs> Who are you going to show it to? <laughs> they say, I got a picture of Richard Pryor. What's that? Richard Pryor running down the street. You I like me, don't you? Oh, very much. Watch out. <laughs> Sometimes people just want me to talk nasty to them, right? <laughs> I had to stop drinking, though, because I got tired of like, waking up in my car driving 90. <laughs> I ain't worried about television. Mudbone don't give a fuck about television. <laughs> There's enough to make you crazy. I'm going to tell you all the truth tonight. Okay? You got to promise not to tell nobody. Can I trust you? Do some lying, motherfuckers. I woke up in an ambulance, right? And it wasn't nothing but white people staring at me. I said, ain't this a bitch? and died and wound up in the wrong motherfucking house. Now I gotta listen to Lawrence Welk the rest of my day. Mr. President. Yeah, what? <laughs> Mr. Bigby, Mississippi Herald. Sit down. We lived in a, I guess you call it a brothel. We called it a whorehouse. Yeah. <laughs> so. Or, uh, but it was home to me. This <laughs> <laughs> story gonna knock you out, okay? It's been lost for 50 years. Love you, Richard! Oh! <laughs> Love you, Richard! Love you, Richard! Love you back. I like that little yell you did. I've heard that somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Why, that's so pretty blue. <laughs> you know what? That looks like fire! <laughs> <laughs> All right, so everybody not might not appreciate that, but I do, man. And I, I just, I saw that, and I like, I bought it immediately. I was like, I haven't bought anything like that in years. But uh, I remember we... I'm so damn old. I, we were listening to that on records and eight yeah, tracks. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, but, uh, Richard Pryor, ladies and gentlemen, a tragic, tragic ending. The uh, guy that, uh, wrote the article said that he couldn't watch it. He didn't want to watch the deteriorate because Richard Pryor had a whole lot of problems with alcohol, with drugs, especially before crack with free base cocaine to the point where, he was smoking freebase cocaine, which is broken down with uh, ether, and it caught fire, and he burned half his body up. I mean, he really he got burned bad, and but he performed after that, and the guy said he didn't want to watch the deterioration, so he watched the latest ones first and then went backwards, which is what I'm probably going to do too. Uh, but anyway, I just wanted to put that out there. It was uh, amazing. I remember being a kid. He was like, when you know, I guess 12, 13 years old, and and you get together with your buddies and you're playing this. It's just like, there's nobody, you know, there's no adults left. Right, right, right. Us listen yeah. to this guy, you know, just going off, and you know, you hear half the neighborhood laughing their ass off. 
Right. Wait, wait, wait a minute. All right. All right. Now, I don't want to get caught with a, with a Richard <laughs> Pryor tape going on here. I'll tell you what. I was in Korea, and I remember being in the field listening to this with my tank crew. Well, my I was in a VTR, a recovery vehicle. But our crew, we'd sit there with the, what they call that thing? Remember them little them little tape players? Little personal tape players took about eight batteries, and they died in about two hours. Yeah. Uh, we had those. Oh, little fans? Yeah, we had a little speaker for them, and, yeah. and we're listening to it on the track, man, cracking up. You know, it was hilarious. You got it was it was freaking. I mean, wow. For me, it was anyway. I know, like I said, I know it's not for everybody, but uh, I wanted to give the guy a last hurrah, man. I miss him. I do. Uh, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, your weekly jihad report: thirty-four jihad attacks, eighty-seven people killed, seventy-two injured, zero suicide blasts this week, all in thirteen countries. The weekly Jihad Report Atrocity of the Week, a man is charged with murdering his mother because she converted to Christianity. The indictment says 27-year-old Muad Heeb from Zarzir hid his 46-year-old mother Rasha Muklasha's corpse near the Jordan River last month. Other recent misunderstandings of Islam... On the 30th in Pakistan, a Sikh doctor is shot to death by Islamic hardliners. On the 28th in Mali, Jamaz Nusrat-ul-Islam while Muslimin attack an Australian mining convoy, killing five in Australia, the newest fascist country uh, in the hemisphere. On the 28th in Sudan, six infidels are gunned down by the movement for preaching and combat couple good subjects to marry together. On the 26th in Nigeria, Fulani terrorists massacred nearly 40 villagers with machetes and guns. On the 25th in Yemen, Ansar Allah rebels send a missile into a celebration, killing a half dozen. On the 25th in Somalia, Ilhan Omar's Somalia, a woman and two children are among eight exterminated by a suicide bomber. Islamic terrorists have killed, have carried out more than 40,116. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Deadly terror attacks since 9-11. The religion of peace, ladies and gentlemen, one body at a time. Allahu Akbar Allah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that never ends. It really doesn't. It's uh, pretty bad. Something else that's pretty bad, and it's getting ready uh, to get worse. I'm sure you've noticed it already, ladies and gentlemen. I know I have. Uh, And it's not even close uh, to when it's going to be really painful. 
Inflation has unexpectedly, you ever notice how every piece, uh, every report of economic growth or shrinking or, or anything like that is always unexpected. These people in the economic world are as bad as the FBI. Inflation unexpectedly accelerated in August as shortages of a wide range of consumer goods and services drove up prices. The personal consumption price index for August increased 4.3% from one year ago, reflecting increases in the prices paid by consumers for both goods and services. Commerce Department data showed Friday. That is the fastest pace of inflation since January 1991. And that's only from August, Jack. I mean, September was far more damaging with it with prices than August was. Imagine what it's going to be when the September report comes out. It's amazing how much the Trump administration did to this country. They destroyed it almost. Uh, Thank God for Joe Biden building this thing back better. You're building it back better, stealing (laughs) stealing, uh, the United Kingdom's uh, right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, again, I mean, I mean just one, imagine imagine how good that steak's going to taste when it's $45, Jack. It's going to be better. Hey, hyperinflation. I mean, you used to sit there and feel sorry for places like Zimbabwe. I mean, there's actually collectors that sit there and, and buy up. There, They had mil- printing million-dollar uh North bills, Korea, too. You know? North Korea. And it would take you... Two million dollars to buy a loaf of bread, folks. That's what I know. North North Korea, uh, they they counterfeit one hundred dollar bills, American one hundred dollar uh, bills. Yeah, I'm yeah, talking I, about I saw this. I, I got you. The Weimar Republic stuff, almost. Yeah, it, it's crazy. That's what they're trying to do, and Venezuela did similar, right? Yeah, oh, they're eating garbage. About, they're eating garbage, uh, Democrats. Oh, unbelievable how the prices are skyrocketing. Yeah. I mean, here where I'm at, the the stores are having trouble having their shelves filled as the prices rise. And then you're like, wait a minute. All right. Was as the supply disappears, the prices go up through the roof, right? Yeah. You look at, you look at um, the meat counter. I'm sure folks have seen that that's going crazy. Um, So for them to sit there and slow play it and act like there's, Oh, we're shocked. We thought the, the jobs number was going to be great, you know, d- despite the fact that we're trying to to legislate that people have a living wage and uh, that minimum wage is going to be coming up on $20 an hour. We're surprised folks aren't going to work. Right. Now let, let's look at that. Let's look at that. That is the fastest pace of inflation since January 1991. Now, I know that doesn't really sound too shocking, and I know you people all know how to count. That's 30 years. Inflation is rising quicker than it has in 30 years. And wait till September. That's going to go back into the early 80s when Reagan took over the sinking ship of the American economy caused by Jimmy Carter and the Democrat Party. Think about it, man. It's uh, It's got to get worse. It's going to get worse before it gets better. I mean, they're closing. If you haven't noticed, they're closing... American car factories all over the country because they they're cannot get the supply. They're moving them. They've moved them. They're uh, pumping up this, what? This, the new enemy is the the chips. We're low on chips. We can't yeah. make the vehicles. Mm-hmm. The chips come from China. Uh, 
you know, it's it's all doom impending material that's happening right now. And they're trying to slow play it, right? They're trying to slow play it to the American people and act like we've got this under control. Um, but know, every Joe report from back. Back in, from back in the Obama administration is where I first started noticing this. Any economic report, jobs reports, I remember, uh, unexpectedly, the jobs reports dropped this month. It's like, what, you didn't expect that? After this, what? morons in here yeah. doing all that. Everybody's left wing in these organizations, everybody. How many of Trump's executive orders that he did, how many ha- were dealing with the economy? Because with President Trump, you had the lowest unemployment rate in the history of taking these numbers for women, for blacks. Yeah, he used the minorities, used all the victim cards, and they were all flourishing. All of them. Uh, Companies were coming back to He was forced them. He probably twisted their arm more than they wanted to be twisted, but they were coming. Apple was opening up a, a complete big gigantic thing up in the Wisconsin Midwest somewhere where they were going to build computers there. Uh, automakers were bringing back factories. As soon as Biden come in, what did he do? He right. celebrated the fact that his pen was so fast. He wiped out like 60, 70 of Trump's executive orders. Like in the first two days, US steel was building a new mill or they were reopening yes. a mill in Gary, Indiana for Christ's sake. We were completely energy independent. Yeah, yeah, less than a year ago. Oh, my gosh. Less than a year ago. For them to take it from that to where we are now, where they're lying to us every day. It's a surprise. We didn't know if we uh, rejoined the Paris climate deal and uh, basically caved and bent over and took it up to, you know what, that it would be devastating to our economy. We didn't know. Yeah, you knew. Yeah, they knew. I mean, you you can. Know, I mean, these things you can predict them before they happen. I mean, when you do things, when when you're so, when you have a a, a budget chair, was he the, the the House budget chair that basically says three point five million? The United States yeah. government. These people don't know what they're talking about. We can have. Blah, 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 blah. No, money is finite, sir. Yeah, bro, I got plenty of uh, whiskey here. I'm from Kentucky, man. I I don't know. Maybe, you know, somebody can call in later. Maybe Rico knows who this guy is. But for him to sit there and talk about uh, Manchin, he's talking about his own personal finances. He obviously does not understand that the United States government has limitless Limitless cash. We can make cash out of thin air. What's the problem, folks? We used to worry about passing billion-dollar budgets. We used to pass budgets. Now let's sit there and hook up with this reconciliation train on every yearly basis, and let's shift billion to trillion. And now trillion has been done so much since... The beginning of the pandemic, they forced a couple of emergency deals that had that trillion-dollar number in it. Now, all of a sudden, that becomes the new normal for the Congress to be playing around trillion-dollar budgets or reconciliation bills. 
uh, the American people need to wake up because you cannot sustain that kind of spending from folks like Yarborough. I'm still worried about, like, you know, we're, we're close to the same age. The word trillion only came into the lexicon like about five years ago from Obama. When Obama first surpassed every other president in the country's history on raising the debt, I mean, uh-huh. we never even, you know, trillion was like a comic book number. It was like gazillion. You know, it wasn't even a real viable number until lately. And that just shows no, you how crazy these people have gone. They've used it enough, especially yeah, it's over normal. This, you know, right. the pandemic. Now they think it's okay because, like you said earlier, if you add up all they want to spend this year, it's over $7 trillion. And, and let's, get has- back, let's go back to what you just said, the pandemic. Let's just let's just put a, a, a truth bomb out on that. The pandemic that's killed less than a million Americans. And if you break down the percentage of Americans that are over 70, that's like three quarters of them, right? I mean, it's a huge percentage of the amount of people that died of natural causes because that's what that them, is. How many of them were forced into that situation by, right. you know, governors like Cuomo but, or Whitmer but, or, or Wolf in Pennsylvania? Yeah. It's fast, uh, the fast lane to their death. It's like, and, and I'm not trying to be heartless. heartless. I'm not trying to be heartless, but you have to think about this critically. Think of how, man, I, I, I'm embarrassed for my country. How many people have bought into this? I just, I don't think we're the same. I, I pray to God that we can get our, our heritage back, our, our our revolutionary DNA, you know, our, our thirst for freedom and liberty. Because it doesn't seem like it's there right now. I mean, I, I don't know how much of this stuff we're going to get through, but I got a lot of things in here that are that are bad. I, I want you to listen uh, to Lou Alcindor, uh, who was a basketball player, uh, who somehow in the 70s and 60s, rather, uh, converted to Islam. Uh, I think his son, didn't his son just murder a 60-year-old man? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, I'm talking about. That's Lou Alcindor. I haven't kept up with his family. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, I, I'm not going to. I, I retract that because it could be wrong. Yeah. But uh, I want you to see uh, what his concerns are with COVID. And like most leftists. Uh, the only thing that matters to him is color. Um, but the guy 
I don't know why CBS News would go to Lou Alcindor or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for medical uh, advice, but they did, and here he is. You've called for the NBA to insist that all players and staff be vaccinated, and if they refuse, you believe that they should be removed from the team. Why do you feel so strongly about that? Well, I think that uh, when we ignore... Uh, a pandemic that is killing people just because some people uh, don't feel like doing some research. I, I, I can't go along with that. This COVID thing is killing black people and brown people at a ridiculous rate. So, you know, it's really an, an extension of Black Lives Matter. And uh, we have to make this uh, obvious and uh, let people know how important it is. Some vaccinated superstars, like LeBron James, are staying out of the debate. You know, so I don't feel like, for me personally, that I should get involved in, in, in what other people should do for their bodies and their livelihoods. But Abdul-Jabbar says this is a matter of life and death. Anyone who has a, a public platform, like a professional athlete, should, uh, they should use the, their platform in a way that uh, helps their community. Celebrities have played a critical role in vaccination campaigns before. In the 1950s, it was stars like Ella Fitzgerald, Sammy Davis Jr., and Brooklyn Dodgers catcher Roy Campanella supporting the polio vaccine. Let's all dig down deep and do our part in the fight against infantile paralysis. That seemed to work. What do you think is different now? I don't know what's different now. The polio vaccine was so uh, instrumental in eliminating that disease. So, uh, you know, what's the problem? They... This, to me, seems more like willful ignorance than it is like a a legitimate concern. And, you know, that bothers me a lot. The NBA says the Players Union rejected its calls for a vaccine mandate. We reached out to the Players Union for comment. We haven't heard back, but Players Union representatives point out their over 90 percent vaccination rate is better than the national average. He didn't pull any punches. Thank you, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He's right. It is your own choice. That's Dr. Jabbar to to you, young lady. Uh, (laughs) I'm surprised more people are tuned in to, you know, the words of doctor, the, you know, esteemed. Uh, How do you uh, equate this bullshit with polio? I mean, that's just beyond belief to me. I mean, (laughs) polio, I mean, that was a brutal thing. But I'll remind you that in the same era of that polio was influenza, that we've pretty much whooped it pretty good, except for people that get it and die of natural causes. Because really, that's one of the things that diseases are for. God wasn't playing. You can't be here forever. You know what I mean? You're you're, you're a carbon footprint. And the thing is, is I don't think anybody that's listening – uh, tuned in or that's here is not concerned about what COVID is. I mean, a lot of people are like, wait a minute, this is created out of thin air by what evil people. Uh, we would like to have something that's going to probably protect us from it if we need to, but you don't force something upon us uh, based on this emergency use authorization claim and mandate it. And then put our whole entire military under this stuff. This is basically guinea pig type crap. And then try to say, well, you know, the military already has, you know, takes uh, polio vaccine, smallpox, 
measles, mumps, diphtheria, Word. all this stuff. I, I'm, I'm down with that. Like, I'm, I'm down with that. I'm but like, look, the, look at the, the what key to that is those were tested and proven Boom. successful. This was the biggest mistake. Mandated. This is the biggest mistake President Trump made. One of the biggest mistakes in his administration. He should have never, ever thrown unlimited sums of money at people. Think about what Trump did. Think about this. This is where I think uh, he really blew it. And you know, you all know that I'm a Trump supporter, and yep. I still am a big Trump supporter. But I'm not beyond ragging on this guy when he screws up, and he screwed up big time. He screwed up two ways. He screwed up first with China and second with Big Pharma. With China, he was not prepared for a counterattack, which is what the Wuhan virus was. He beat the shit out of their economy to where it was about ready to tank. And it might tank right now still over that. And then he was not prepared for the counterattack that was the Wuhan virus. And then the second thing was this guy called out Big Pharma, called him out that they charged the United States consumer exponentially more for the drugs that they make in America because of the American economy than they do to every other nation in the world. He called them out, and he got us the discount group rates that we deserved, and then he gave them billions of dollars to create a vaccine without any testing or without the normal regimen of testing. He blew they, it, folks. He blew they, it. They, they drew him in, and then he blindly trusted that they were going to do uh, their best for the good of the country. When, to begin with, they don't have the good of the country at That's their right. heart. And I'm not they saying Trump profit. didn't have that in his mind. He no. did. He thought he was saying. doing right. He trusted them because he said, wait a minute, you're telling me this is going to be one of the worst things that's going on and we need to do this. Um, well, can you create or uh, come together and do this for the country? And they're on board, right? And his face, yeah, we'll do this for America. And Trump's like, let's do this for America. Right. And, he, George, he, and, and, and Mike Pence will be in charge, so we all trust him. Yeah. You know, I mean, now, now look, I, I, like I said, I probably lost listeners over that, but the listeners are down anyway. What are you going to do? Uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you how I feel. And, and I do feel right. that way. And I love President Trump. I do. I'm not going to worship Trump the guy. Trump probably feels the same way you do about that decision. There's right no doubt now. in my mind. No doubt in my you know mind. what I'm saying? I'm uh, sure he's soul searching down in Mar-a-Lago. I just hope that he has a leash on Meadows and a leash on Pompeo. Don't ever forget Pompeo ran the CIA, Donald J. Trump. Don't ever forget that. He's only half your ally. He might be half your ally, but his ass belongs to somebody else, and so does Meadows. So be careful. Be careful, sir, because we need you, man. <laughs> we do. We need somebody like you, if not you. Uh, yeah, the swamp is huge, right? We've seen it daily. I and mean, right now, they you, we talked about it earlier with McChrystal coming up and basically pushing for Biden because that's who they want up there, a mindless blob of jello 
that they can just shove ice cream cones in his hands and <laughs> right. he smiles from and the do camera. stuff and do stuff and, do and exactly let it get blamed on him with not yeah. even the iota of any of these people's names on it. So they can still run in the future. It's sickening. It's absolutely. Millie, Millie threw Biden under the bus. He goes, oh, he I did. told him. And then he didn't blah, 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 blah. It's like, wait a minute. At the same time you're doing that, there's a book out saying that you protected the country by talking to the enemy. said, hey, I'm going to let you know when we're going to attack you. If war is imminent, I'm going to call you and let you know. That's treasonous. His damn right it's treasonous. Out. And McChrystal uses DOD. Uh, artificial intelligence to try to get Biden elected. I mean, this guy and says, well, Biden's a man that you can trust. He's an honest well, man. Military, but there's a lot of military funding in that Wuhan uh, virus that. deal as well. Most of the money that came. I mean, I, I read an article about that. Uh, you had some that came from Fauci. The majority of the money came from, you know, the black budget of the United States military as far as bioweapon tech uh, under under the guise of if this happens, this is how we can prevent it or 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 counterattack it. So they got to create the problem. It, it's just crazy. It is. It's absolutely nuts. Um, but back to the vaccine uh, for a second. Fully vaccinated former CNN host Mark Lamont Hill, a racist in the highest order, a man that I freaking hate, and I don't hate that many people. But Mark Lamont Hill is an asshole. He's hospitalized after suffering a heart attack and pulmonary embolism, uh, blood clots that nearly completely blocked his lungs, preventing blood flow to his heart. Fully vaccinated. The dude is 42 years old, Jack, and had all that. Doesn't that sound similar to the concerns of the lieutenant colonel? Oh, uh, indeed. I almost brought it up as soon as you said that, but I didn't want to mess the flow up of the winners and losers. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah. Out of nowhere. And then I think I read He's this an guy asshole. Still. He's bad. He's bad, too. He, he is. Yeah. He never opens his mouth if it doesn't have to do with either white supremacist or black skin. That's all he what? does. It's all I'm he sure does. Makes it. his whole living on that. Did you read the entire art? Did you read where he said that this is a normal side effect of having an Achilles injury, <laughs> yeah. Achilles tendon injury? He's crazy. My heart might explode. Yeah. I mean, hey, I'm no doctor, but I've never, I mean, I've seen. And I've it's ridiculous sports. that this has anything to do with the vaccination, you dumb serfs. <laughs> You know, it's that's all just some white supremacy stuff. My, I blew my Achilles heel, so now I gotta have a scan on my heart and my blood vessels because it's a side effect of an Achilles. He what had what Achilles. she said, the myocardial infarction, man. I mean, yeah. fully vaccinated Brett Kavanaugh test positive for COVID nineteen. You want happen. me? You want my ass to take this vaccination? After I just got operated on, and I, I mean, uh, <laughs> all right, I'll get it. I'm fully vaccinated. Sure am. Sure am. Um, it doesn't make sense, Jack. I mean, it, I mean, even, you know, first of all, you have to trust the government. And I don't know how they expect me to do that. And, and I look at people that do trust the government. 
And I think, damn, this is how Nazi Germany started. This is how they did it. You know? And well, hey, if you can, like we've talked about the Antifa and the BLM and how they acted the entire of 2020 with their destruction of businesses, burning of towns, rioting, and it was excused by, you know, the Democrats uh, as you got people blowing off steam, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> they need space. similar the brown shirts. And, you know, as soon yeah. as as soon as the, the power, SA, the S.A. Yeah, as soon as that power is culminated, right? They want to destroy the rest of what's left with the GOP, uh, shove them to the side and take complete control. They're doing a good job of it with this mandate um, yeah. because it's going to force so uh, many Republicans are cowards. I mean, luckily, luckily, we have some animated figures out there, and, and a lot of them are bullshit. Jim Jordan, God bless you, man, but Twitter isn't shit, man. Get off of Twitter. Do it. Do something else. Do something that's going to do something. Forget Twitter. John Kennedy, good guy, good guy, animated. What happened to Louis Gohmert? Does he die, or did he get caught with somebody in the garage or something? You don't see him anymore. The grilling and the 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 congressional hearings are, are garbage, right? They are. They're absolute garbage. Let's go to the phones, Jack. Let's go to Ken and King George, my man. How you feeling? Ken. Uh, I'm not feeling so hot right now, but got another week and a half sitting here on the couch. <laughs> wow. Right. So, well, talk, talk I'm not going to die. No, you're not going to so, die. No, nah, no. But, but it gives me a, a better excuse to tell these people that I work with that I'm not taking this stupid vaccine. Well, you're good now. You got, you got, you tested positive. You got the antibodies now. Well, they just, like, we can't prove that to them. I mean, that's you got to have the vaccine. Well, to that's them, you're gonna, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's I'm the new sure. that's the that's new all. science. <laughs> yeah, Maxine, is did you say the mad Maxine or <laughs> yeah. no, the vaccine? <laughs> Trey Bond. <laughs> did you lose your taste, man? Yeah, I'm feeling guilty here. Uh, yeah, yeah, keeping, I, keeping you up, you know. I mean, you sound like you need to go to sleep. So, no, I did uh, as of like yesterday started to lose my taste. So, that's uh, nice. did some. Uh, well, I was just talking to my dad, and I guess he he wound up. He didn't have any symptoms, but he did lose sense of smell and taste for a little while. It comes back. So good. <clears throat> But yeah, you know, I got a little bit of a, a cough, but nothing major. But yeah, we're all four of us down here, basically stuck in the house for the next two weeks. So yeah, but cook hey. up a cook up a gigantic pot of the spiciest chili since you can't taste nothing right now. You just spice that. <laughs> You'll chili feel it though. As, You'll feel it the next day. I know, but that, <laughs> that, those hot, those well, spicy. Hot hot peppers will blow anything out of your system. That's true too. Is it the the uh, paste picante hot sauce? No, New York yeah. City. What <laughs> New York City? Uh, <laughs> that was a good commercial. Didn't taste that either. So, <laughs> but I'm fine. Yeah, I'll see you later. <laughs> there you go. Hey, scorpion. Yeah, now it's time to get to do that one tip challenge. 
I, I didn't hear that. You got What'd you say? I said, now would be a good time to do that one chip challenge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. You need to go to the ghost pepper or the scorpion pepper level. I'm talking the heat. I'm not mm. talking. I'm oh. not talking paste picante now, <laughs> especially when you can't taste it. That's when you can get the heat in you when you won't even it won't even bother you, right? That paste picante. Well, I know you that potato chips are good with that. Yeah. that. That's good. I love that. Well, yesterday I ended up doing some uh, the tomato basil soup. Now the only nice thing good about stuff. this is when I was chopping up the onion. Yeah, it never bothered me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you made your so, own tomato soup. Well, yeah, good for you. Uh, if you can't taste it, I why just bust open a can of Campbell's, man. That's what I. I tell you what, my dad used to embellish some tomato soup, something yeah. fierce, man. He used to put walnuts in it. It was almost like meat. Crunch. It was almost like meat, man. He put, put walnuts in it. You know, not crushed, but like broken up walnuts, right? And, and then he'd put a a dollop of sour cream on the top. Nice, man, that was good stuff. Good stuff. I still eat it to this day, not with the sour cream, but every now and then I throw some walnuts in there. And still pumping out Paula Dean recipes, and he can't even taste it to begin with. <laughs> like, what's going on, man? <laughs> Paula Dean, that's like Paula Dean, that's like let's have some fried butter tonight. You know, no kidding. Yeah, but she does make some good good stuff. Uh, Indeed. Yeah, uh, uh, just follow any of her uh, mac and cheese recipes. Yeah, they're delicious. So, but there is a a, a, a silver lining to this. I don't have to go to Virginia Beach next week. <laughs> now, oh, you could only hear that shit on this show. I don't have to go to Virginia Beach next week. This is the only place you're going to hear something like that. You know, I mean, plus now it's closed, right? I mean, like the tourist stuff's all shut down. Now. Well, yeah, it's, it's yeah, you're past usually the the weekend after because I was talking to a bunch of the locals down there. That, yeah, know, they said normally the the weekend, or it's like two weekends after Labor Day weekend, yeah, is when things, you know. Yeah, well, I, I was so smart. I, I was so smart when I bought my timeshare in Virginia Beach. My timeshare was actually the third week of October. I never went there. I mean, I never. I always went somewhere else because who goes to the beach on the third week of October? Oh, except some, except some dumbass from Pittsburgh. Man, <laughs> a, that's a good striper and uh, puppy drums coming through there at that time. That's good for fishermen. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, that was one of the awesome. things I liked about down there. I, I, I was, uh, I only stayed there one. Well, I went there more than once, but the last time we stayed at the Hilton right there on the, on the beach and man, the view of the ships. I love that because I never see that. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm in a river town or, you know, they, there's right. no ships on the river. There's, River boats that are nice, but nothing like those giant ships, man. Those things are cool. Especially them Navy ships when they're coming in. Yeah, that's what I mean. I mean the Navy yeah. ones, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So what do you think about the gubernatorial situation, uh, Ken? Uh, well, after the debacle the, the other day, anybody with you know. Doesn't have kids. About, yeah, well, that too, you know. That's the only, the only reason you would vote for this clown. I mean, but people will vote for him. Now, the yeah. nice thing is, 
making trips down to Virginia Beach. Uh, you know, I haven't, I've seen a couple of Terry signs here and there, but I mean, signage from like here to Fredericksburg is nothing yunk. but yunking, yunking, yunking everywhere. That's good. I, I, I think that, you know, and I don't want to get too optimistic because I've been beat down so many times in my life over this. But really, um, this could be an astronomical year for Republicans. And the danger of that is is that the establishment takes it. You know what I mean? Like, like they don't – because when you, when you talk to them, they don't understand, man. The Pat Toomey's of the world, the Teresa McDaniels of the world, the Matt Schlapps and Mercedes Schlapps of the world – I don't know that they understand us. I think they think we're stupid. I really do. I mean, I, I think that they're no different uh, than these Democrats that you hear. Now, I mean, they're a little different ideologically, but I think they're just like Harry Reid, man. We smell like people from Walmart. Right. Oh, well, I mean, it's a business. I mean, yeah, yeah. Any of For elites. So, I mean, you donate enough, you can sit close to the stage, you know. There you go. Hey, the benefit of tuning into Cold War Radio, even when you're under the weather, Ken, we do have a cure for where you're ailing from, from the chat room, from John. You hey. need a serving of Scrapple. Scrapple? Pina Corot, which is a spicy Filipino vinegar. And he said that will fix you, Ken. I know Ken knows what Scrapple is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I know what Scrapple is. That's good, too, yeah. with some syrup. Yeah. I don't hey. know about that. Saving lives. Spice. Saving lives. <laughs> thanks, John. <laughs> yeah, thanks, John. Ken, thanks for calling me. Any final comments? Oh, right. uh, yeah. Fuck Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for calling, man. Get well. And your whole family. Oh, look, another one wants to have sex with me. Unbelievable, man. That, that, that's hilarious. Hey, you know, if it wasn't for Donald Trump, we would all... Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Already be out of this whole COVID thing. Let's go to Kawasaki. Title 42, tariffs on China. I mean, there's... Title 42 is a public health, uh, is a public health um, uh, requirement, a public health, because we're in the middle of a pandemic, which, by the way, we would have made progress on had the former president actually addressed the pandemic and not suggested people inject bleach. So I think we're in a bit what? of a different place. Uh, I'm happy to, to discuss more examples. I, I think it's people be pretty hard-pressed to argue that the president has taken any aspect of the former president's playbook and used it as a model of his own. Go ahead. Can you believe that, man? Can you believe she said that? that this that's is an out and out lie. I, I can see Trump suing her for that. I can. And, and he should. He should. That that is defamate that that's horrible, man. That that is something Well that's she no and this is this is what I mean. 
That silly bitch thinks that you're stupid. She thinks that every Democrat is stupid. If you're a Democrat and you can't see that, (laughs) then from another stupid person, me, you're stupid. Because that's what she just said. Trump never (coughs) instructed the American people to inject bleach. He was joking around with how the folks could come come across something, right, to help you out. Sort of like if they came across and said you can inject the bleach and solve it, you know, (laughs) we're looking for that kind of solution. Something, it was off the top of his head. Yeah. Uh, The hydroxychloroquine thing. They he was trying to bring that out, and then some stupid people out in Arizona, I believe, uh, read something on their aquarium thing that said chloroquine. He's like, "Well, I think he said something, something chloroquine." Uh. Well, this is close enough, so let's take this. So they blamed it on Trump when when he's basically talking They're about so hydroxy. Funny. I know they're so um, funny and he never ever told people to inject bleach it's and if uh, he did who the hell would take him serious damn I mean, Hutch I know that you've dedicated a whole wall in your bar uh, <laughs> to Jen Saki, but I mean this is crossing the line right here I know I know I know she's so <laughs> hot she's so hot you know anyway to Oregon and Marlene hello Marlene sign in please hello Hutch Hello, Jack. Hi, Marlene. First of all, I saw that photo that you put in the chat after Wednesday. Uh, that was that was really cool. That was, you know, the other one, the only one yeah. that's cooler than that. I have a book uh, about Pittsburgh's history by Lafayette, and I've okay. got drawings in there. Is it drawing? No, there's a photograph in there of cool. incline cars. Ladies and gentlemen, inclines are very short train tracks now that go up and down a mountain one goes each direction and they go back and forth and back and forth so you don't have to climb up this half a mile mountain and before there were train cars they used to have donkeys that pulled wagons up and down the same places where there weren't any tracks but up or maybe there were tracks i don't know but the donkeys would carry the yeah walk down and pull you up and so anyway, yeah, that's cool. I'm glad that Jack sent me that, by the way, that site. Yeah, I noticed Short that. Beat. Yeah, that was cool. Isn't that amazing, and, Mark? Uh, I mean, this. The, yes, that really was. To see, you know, I mean, we all have our own visions of of how life was in the past, but it's documented in these photographs. And and I, I mean, there's like, let's say I'm like sixty pages through. A repository that's over 700 pages plus deep and you're talking wow. large format pictures right if you see one you're interested in yeah. you can click it and it it's everything you can see the advertisements of all the products from earlier oh, wow. in the day so the cool. clothes that people wear the especially during the the post depression into mm-hmm. uh world war ii so 30s to 40s where America was, you know, at a challenged place, right? It, uh, the the stock market crashed, uh, economy wiped out, dust bowl, and still you had that American spirit, and these people were living. I mean, you sit there, you see, um, one of the pictures that I remember was 
a lady in in a, a camp, like her, her husband's out there in like a CCC camp, and she's at mm-hmm. a home, which is a little teeny box like area, and sh- her dress is made out of a tablecloth. But hard, hard but time, man. the way she wore it, mm-hmm. the way she did it, the way she was she was making the best out of the worst scenario. And to me, like that's America, yeah. right? Damn right. Yeah, sit there and, and it was a desperate situation back then. So it's mm-hmm. a cool place to go visit. So Shorpy S H O R P Y dot com. Uh okay. tons of photographs for that. But what else is on your mind? Oh, goodness. Well, let's see. I was thinking about this uh, so-called spending bills we're still uh, fighting back and forth about. And it makes you wonder, uh, I wonder what they are, what unknown things they are going to stuff into it. That's what I kind of wonder about. The Green New Deal. It's the Green New Deal. Bingo. And it's it's, it's federalizing. It's, it's, (laughs) these Republicans, Matt, you know, if they'd spend a little more time educating their constituents on things they know. I mean, 15 Republicans voted to raise the debt limit, or to not raise the debt limit, to uh, continuing resolution to keep the government open. Uh, right. And they know they, that that's going to lead to all this yeah. other stuff. You know, they're they're scoundrels, right. man. The Thunes oh, and the McConnells, the Barrasso's, yes. yes. they're scoundrels. And there are, uh, one other thing I think they're going to stick in there, too, is this uh, 3755 bill that basically uh, doesn't let any state make an, any um, abortion rule. <laughs> in other words, if they try to make one, it's like, oh, too bad, so sad. You can't do that now. They want a war. Right. They want a war. They're so stupid, these people. Yeah. They have oh, no idea. Saying. They have no idea <laughs> yep. the cold yeah. anger that's out here. They have no idea. There are people no, right don't. now that are that are contemplating. All right, you know what? I've been sitting in the background for ten years on this. You know, I've had enough. You know, I'm telling you something. I can feel it. Something is 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 mm-hmm. going to is going to break here. In my opinion, I, I, I do. And, and you know what? It's going to be. It's going to be a housewife. It's going to be a mother, mm-hmm. or or a father. It's going to be a mother or a father. Or it's going to be the parent of a guy like Lieutenant Colonel that's in prison, or or one yeah. of these one of these Republicans that's in prison. Um, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, I, I I'm not going to share that, but I, I'm waiting for that's something okay. to happen. I am. Yeah, I hear you. And switching gears a bit, um, you were talking about the tree spikes and the tree huggers. I still remember that. I looked it up, and they, I do too. Apparently, they did it back in. Um, 2016. I seem to think they did that earlier too. They did it back now, in the 60s and 70s. Oh, too. That wasn't just new. Yeah, see, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, but I guarantee it. It's true. Yeah, I'll hear that's kind of a normal thing. It sort of spikes this little head up every so often. You little hippie or want to be hippies, you know, they get together and um, they go pound spikes and trees. It's unreal, and I mean, <laughs> this this isn't this isn't yeah, like yeah, if you're yeah. listening on the East Coast. This isn't like cutting down an oak tree out here mm-hmm. with, a, with a chainsaw oh, no. with a 16-inch bar. These dudes have 36-inch bars, and they're cutting down some big-ass yeah. trees. And you hit a nail, a spike with one of them, I don't know yeah. what would happen. I don't even know. I mean, that that's unconscionable to me. Shrapnel. Because you're out there by yourself, for one thing. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. you and your skitter. 
maybe two guys. Yeah. But it's not I, like I a whole we, crew. Right. And uh, just switching around here a little bit, uh, I am agreeing with you. One other error uh, that I think that Trump made is like you, I really have a lot of respect for him. I like him as a person, but he also made the mistake of trusting uh, Fauci and Bricks and maybe even hiring, even bringing those two on. I'm not 100% sure. The guy but hired was, Millie. I think that no, was he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't bring either one of those two on. They've okay. been in the federal okay. government since AIDS. Oh. Literally since AIDS, I they 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 ran the AIDS they ran the AIDS response. Okay. But 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 Millie he brought he I brought Millie. Quite, yeah, I remember that, and he even admitted in one of his rallies that he had made a mistake. He kind of wished he hadn't done that. He brought Millie. He brought Reince Priebus. He brought. Uh, oh no. Mattis. He brought uh, what was oh. the other Marine Corps general's name? McMaster. Jeff? He brought McMaster. McMaster. He brought the what was his chief mm-hmm. of staff? Uh, the general who lost his son in Afghanistan, uh, Kelly. Oh. Kelly. He brought him in. Yeah. I mean, he brought a lot of duds in, and yeah. and and then he let go. He allowed the deep state to convince him through his family to let go Bannon and Gorka. He should have kept yeah. those guys, Gorka or Bannon. Bannon should have been his chief of staff. I can see that. That would that would be. I he's see that kind that. of guy. They he's call him. They it. call him the badger. Yeah. The honey, they call him the honey badger. You yeah. know. And, and uh, anyway, like I think I, said, he, I think it would be good coming back yeah. because if you remember when Bannon left, I mean, Bannon was like silenced when he was in there. He was silenced, so he couldn't be Bannon when he was within that crew. They tried to make a whole Lord, bunch. Of, I mean, uh, you, and you of, can't. You have to have jump. a little bit of. You have to have a little bit of. Um, <laughs> toning down when you're in that circle. Yeah, I mean, that, right. no matter who you are. I mean, but he even, went when he even came Trump. out. He came out. He went straight to Europe during the EU thing, and he helped a, a lot of the you know the Eastern European nations when they were you know fighting against mm-hmm. uh, the EU. And he went to uh, and the jihadist, places. the jihadist invasion. He was, if you remember he was that, helping, everybody forgets about that. Yeah, he was helping the uh, the folks become patriotic, sovereignty yeah. to their countries during that time. Mm-hmm. Um, Trump, I think that it, it it basically highlighted how deep the deep state is because when it got to the point where you're calling up the Centers of Disease Control and the National Institute of Health, Trump's like, well, these people can't be compromised by this whole freaking uh, bunch of bullshit that's I've been dealing biggest, with. My that's head. the biggest gift slash nightmare that President Trump gave the American people. Yeah, was exposing these people. Yes, <laughs> I am we so I'm so bad. embarrassed when I Marlene listens to. If you're a patron, ladies and gentlemen, a Cold War Radio patron, every almost every Sunday. I put out a past episode of Steel City Resistance. And I I can't remember what year we're up to. You, you, do you know, Marlene, what year are we up to? Uh, let me uh, think. You're either uh, late 213 or maybe. So it's, it's back then. And, and when I listen to myself and I look at my outlook and my lack of knowledge of the United States government, I'm appalled. And, and and it's because of Donald Trump. Donald Trump 
has opened my eyes to the point of nausea, by the way, especially of the Republican Party. You can probably hear it uh, in my voice and in my commentary. Uh, but I would I would have to say that, yes, he has opened my eyes, too. Along I mean, with starting to listen to Cold War Radio, yes, Trump really opened my eyes. Seriously. Well, thank okay. you for that. Well, let me let me ask that. both of no, you. No, I mean that too. Let me let me ask both of you, Hutch and Marlene. Okay. This week, when you saw the announcement where former presidents <laughs> Bush, Obama, and Clinton are joined together to welcome the Afghan refugees. Did it can you say you can you say something? icing on the cake? Can you say icing on the cake? I mean, you last time something like this was pulled, it was a it was a major disaster. Um, if you're Hank Johnson, you might fear that 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 place might capsize. But the Dominican <laughs> Republic was kind of anchoring that that whole island. So, but Haiti, boy, Ooh. yes, remember. 40, Bush, yeah, Bush. Yeah. But that and was Clinton. Happy Bush. Oh, that was that was H. That, that was yeah. uh, Dana Perino's father, uh, yeah. George H. W. Bush. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I remember and, that sitting on a Clinton. bench, and you know, you know, for the Bush family, it almost reminds me of the Biden family. If you remember that video, Bush looked like he was freaking ready to die in ten minutes in that thing, and Clinton wasn't looking much better. He was looking better, but he wasn't looking much better. Uh, yeah, what a bunch of uh, ruling class megalomaniacs, man. I mean, these people, yeah, the and they know, they know in their heart that they are exponentially smarter than you, Marlene. They know it. They, don't, you, they know how to run your entire life better than you do. And, and I, me I, too. If I, were to, if I had the chance to, to really tell them what I would what I think I would look at him and say, tell him you're full of horseshit. Yeah. I'd punch him in the no. mouth. I mean, they can say that all they want and it's bull, it's bullshit. No way. They can't tell, you know, they, they don't know. They just want me to think they want me to think that they want me to koto to them and I will not do it. It's time to be Americans folks. It's getting close. Right. Anyway, Marlene, your final yeah. comments. I got one more caller. On okay. Line. Final. I know we, we got to skip that one. Okay. Briefly, the American thinker, our uh, little Miss uh, Diane uh, Frankenstein, I was trying not to laugh when I saw this. She wants to introduce a bill to uh, limit domestic travel. Basically, she wants she vac- vaccine. Well, yeah, us te- this is in the United States, not just overseas or negative. No, it's tests. only in the United. It's only in the United States. It's domestic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This is not talking about foreign. This is domestic flight. Right. And I was thinking, you know, I see this as a preview of what is to come. Maybe not now, but one of these days. I have a feeling she's giving us hints of what what could or may just happen in other years, a little ways down the road. And guess who gave them the ability to really do that? It was George W. Bush when he introduced the unionized transportation security agency. Guess who runs the airports? Guess who? Oh, no. Pretty soon you'll see them with submachine guns. That'll oh be the next God. thing you see. You'll see Damn them armed. Diane Fang Fang. Fang Fang. So we're going to have TSA, TSA uh, people with, with, uh, with uh, machine guns? 
You watch, man. You wait and see. You know, you could shut down. One of the, you might be right. One of the things, I'm always right, Marlene, man. It takes time. But you I know. know. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, man. But look, if, if you look, if you look at the Democrats, the communists, the progressives, they're communists, mm-hmm. right? You look at what they want to do and what they've been doing. In every big communist city, like Pittsburgh's not a big city. It's a has-been small town. But you look here, you look in New York, you look in other towns, what do they do? They try to eliminate your ability to drive a car. All right? Think about right. what that means. You know, oh, your yeah. car really is your horse. About that. Your car yes. is your horse. Your car is your yeah. freedom. It's your freedom they to leave. And, yeah. You can't leave exactly. without transportation. And if the government right. controls every airport with an iron-clad communist uh, fist, they'll mm-hmm. shut down the whole damn thing with no problem. Yeah. And they then they can individually target your ass. They're going to let you ride bikes, yeah. but bikes yeah. are easily That's stopped. That's about right. It's, easy, it's easy to trans- shoot down a bike. It's public transportation, which they can easily shut down. Look what they've done in California already. It's about $900 oh, a know. gallon for gas. What are they doing? We <laughs> talked about this on a few shows, too, about all the new uh, living quarters they're building around exactly. little cities. Yeah, they have no the parking. stores on the bottom. Yep. The living quarters are up top. So if you shut off the access to leave or go in from the bottom floor, you've got a trapped community up right. inside, right? And there's right. no parking, so you can't have a car. And you can't parking. jump in well, and leave. Actually, right. So just so you know, Hutch, around here, some of these, like the one down the street from me, they have limited parking. I think it's maybe only one car. It's progressive. You've got to figure out where the hell you're going to park it. And it's you've progressive. got to pay extra for that parking place, too. These people, these people are so much better at this than we are. They're thinking 40 years down the road. That's why they call themselves progressives. Yeah. It's one car now. Right. It'll be half a car in five years, and it'll be not a goddamn thing in 20 years. You oh know, yeah, that's the way or, this also, works. or if you have any vehicle at all, they might let you have a motorcycle. And Maybe. now, and right. now, the the Asterix administration wants to charge you so much per mile I in know. a tax. I was listening to something about that last night, and and, and the you know, oligarchical what you drive. The oligarchical insurance agency, like Progressive Insurance, uh, oh, is that, is pushing. Those guys are a joke, by the they're way. pushing our stupid children into getting a $5 a month discount to put a chip in their car so that they can monitor everywhere they go. Yeah. Uh, you know? Uh, be, uh, next thing you know, they're going to be doing that to us and uh, yes. where they put a chip in you that they, they say it's a vaccine, which is a bunch of crap. It's a it's a little monitoring thing. It's about the size of a piece of rice. Nah, don't worry about that. You already have that, Marlene. You already have that at your phone. I know, it's in my phone. Hey, thanks for calling. You have a great weekend. Appreciate it. You're welcome, my friend. You too. All right. There's Marlene from Oregon. Let's go to California and welcome Rocky to the program. Good evening, Rocky. How you doing, man? Rocky! Good evening, gentlemen. Hello. (laughs) I have an update from the Duke of California. Okay. Uh Uh-oh. He's not in person. uh, I I hope this is okay. No, no, he uh, he gave me his permission to, to tell this little story. 
and uh, he's actually at work right now, so he can't uh, call in. So, uh, so yeah. Uh, after Wednesday Wednesday night's show, um, he was sending me a couple messages asking about black powder and revolvers <laughs> and all that. You know, okay. black, power? black power. Black <laughs> power. No, man, black powder. <laughs> oh, come on, Virginia. <laughs> So, 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 and and I don't know that much about it. So, you know, I was giving him the information and I finally got curious to ask him what he did that was so bad that uh, he can't buy, you know, regular firearms. And uh, he tells me, well, when he was 12 or 13 years old, he had a little run in with the law and he didn't even do anything that bad he you know they they gave him a little deferment and uh he hasn't had a run-in since so i had to tell him hey you're good to buy guns regular guns like everybody else <laughs> you know that happened to me so, too that did that happened to me too i had a i had a dui in lebanon county pennsylvania and I actually have more than one. I, there, there was a tough period of my life back then in the eighties, uh, but at any rate, I got I had to go to jail. Right, <laughs> I had to go to jail, and the way they were Nazis out there, man. I got sentenced to forty five days to two years minus a day. Right, so I went and did my forty five days, and um, after that. I was under the impression that because I had that sentence, because the way the federal the federal regulations are listed, it's have you ever been convicted of anything that you could spend up to two years in prison? And I thought that meant me. And I swear, okay. I, I had, not that I'd have ever have illegal guns, but, you know. Guilty I, conscience. No, I mean, I did what I had to do. I mean, the law is the law, but, you know, you can do what you want. I'm going to do what I want, and I'm not going to get shot because of the law, you know, or not be able to fight back. But anyway, I went through a few years of, like, being afraid. And then I, like, reread it, and I was like, oh, man, I could have been good this whole time. And I went out and started buying everything I could see. You know what I mean? Right. That, that, uh, yeah, and I hope I hope I didn't get him into trouble by by telling him that because I, I no, you're that, right, uh, you're right. It's all right, man. It's in the constitution. His, <laughs> I told him I told him that he should go get his his uh, curio and relic FFL license because that's only thirty dollars, and you get that. And if you're living in a a, a non-free state like California. Or Pennsylvania. I mean, that way you can, that way you can have ammunition and any gun that's over fifty years old sent straight to your house. Yeah, but he didn't even get nailed with a, a misdemeanor, right? I mean, yeah, no, 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 no. he got. No, I mean, nothing. And he was uh, like twelve or whatever. Right. It's time. It so. Fury. That's like a no, hutch. Like go and get your shine box, hutch. And hutch is like, <laughs> man. For, for like 10 years, Hutch is like, oh, oh. Keep him here. Keep him here. Yeah, I'll be yeah, right back. Yeah, One of these days, I'm going to have my stuff. Going on. <laughs> so, so I think, I think that was, I think that was a really good, 
really good thing for the the Duke of California. And, good uh, deal. Go go for it, I Sean. Wanted, I go get you AR fifty. I'll tell you what. If you can't afford AR fifteen, go get a Ruger Mini fourteen. It's a Woodstock gun. It's the same damn gun, except you can butt stroke somebody much better. <laughs> you know, get a Ruger Mini fourteen or or yeah, that's a good. Oh uh, yeah, gotta get gotta get it gotta get it stainless like the A team. Uh, yeah, mine's stainless, I guess. That's my lever action, the Marlin three three six. You know, I got a lever action, uh, uh, Henry, 30, 30, a, a Henry uh, Youth. I bought it for my my nice. grandson, and it's in my in my arms room. It's only like about three feet long. It's not even three feet long. It's like the perfect home defense rifle. Yeah, it there won't even go. go through the wall, man. I mean, it's badass. Uh, I never even put a bullet in it though. I don't know. You should take it to the range and, like, break it in. Yeah, I should. I should take him to the range and let him break it in. Uh, so what else is going on, Rocky? Damn, didn't hear you for a while. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. You know, I try, I try not to call in, bother you guys too much because I'm busy in the chat room. Appreciate that, by the way. <laughs> Thank you so much for what you do. So, and there, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you ever – if you're just uh, tuning in lately – uh, or, you know, for the first couple times or whatever, uh, make sure you get into the chat room. Uh, you can see it on the Spreaker player app and, and wherever. And Rocky's the go-to guy, man. He'll tell you what you need to know, uh, you know, where to go for different things. And we appreciate you doing that, Rocky. really do. He's the head yeah, honcho, right? Yeah, he's the president. president of the VFW, man. He, he's go. the one in charge of the bar, too. So if you want that virtual beer, you got to get tight with Rocky. I love doing it, and uh, everybody's welcome in the chat room. You know, we keep uh, we have fun in there. It's all big, big family. So absolutely, everybody's welcome. Come, come join us. All right, thank you guys. Hey, have thank you, night. Rocky. I always Thanks, appreciate Rocky. it, man. Thank you, sir. All right, okay, Rocky from bye. California. He's running, right. running a joint. Uh, good stuff, man. I'll tell you, good. Always stuff. good to hear from Rocky. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's usually too busy to dial in the call because he's got to keep the folks, you know, uh, in in check out there. They can get rowdy in that chat room. That's right. Let's go. Uh, I don't know if this is going to work, man. I, I locked it up right before they called. Is this Regina? Yeah. Outstanding. Right. You got in. You got in before I closed the door. <laughs> What's going on, Regina? Thanks oh, for calling. Just, yeah. I'm just, I'm just mentioning one quick take thing. Take your time. Take your time. Take note. Take your time. Oh, did you, did you, um, look at my message that I sent you? I did about. I, I didn't know who you were talking about. Though I was trying to figure it out. His, uh, his and name then is I, Klaus. His name is Klaus Schwab. Okay. And he's a sorry son. He's a sorry son of a bitch. Okay. I guess I got to look <laughs> into him. I guess I got to check him out. I was uh, actually. My my dryer my dryer failed last night and I like spent most of my day today messing around with that that sucked but uh, so I wasn't online that much today but I did see that the other day and I just didn't uh, dig into it too much but I went. yeah 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 Jack Jack can do a quick look up for him you know because he he's a he he's I think I think he's I think he's in the bed with the Soros group. Okay, all right. That, that's something and that we got to defeat. Gates, you know. How about him? Yeah, he's, he, he, one, he's a he's a creepy dude, man. 
Yeah, yeah, but 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 get this, Klaus is on the same level as Bill Gates. All but right. Klaus is a little bit worse than Bill Gates because Klaus is the I think he's eighty year eighty year old sons of bitches. Uh, all right. <laughs> like, what's he like? Twelve year olds or what? Uh, uh no, no, he 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 pretty much likes killing people. Wow. What? All right, Rico, yep. stand by, man. I'm going to open it back that, up. Hold on. There we is, go. Did you say Charles Schwab? No, 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 no. Klaus. See, Krauss. It's, it's, yeah, it's, Kel, it's K-L-U-S. Klaus. Yes. Klaus. Like Santa Claus? Oh, my goodness. Where did he start it here? I, I know. I know, Rico. You yeah, better it, call, it, man. Yeah, yeah. It starts with a K. Right. Okay, Klaus. Yeah, Klaus Schwab. <laughs> Klaus Schwab. I mean, these people they get more money. It it, it just, you know, it, it 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 screws up their mind, man. Their morals just. Oh yeah. It's yeah, like yeah, you get yeah, money he, he, and you yeah. get stupid. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's really screwed up. Unbelievable. So what do you what do you think uh, about? The, I know you got the uh, Virginia Tech and the University of Virginia and all that uh, out there, but what do you think about the uh, gubernatorial race as we keep creeping closer to it? Uh, I think I think Youngkin can pull it off, but the only problem is that the only problem is he's got to really take really take down uh, uh, Terry. Right, because he right. had he 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 had one takedown of Terry, but see Terry is dealing with Terry has got got a uh, uh, Bloomberg behind his butt, and he's also got Soros <laughs> and so Hillary. Oswald, I mean that that, that, the, that that's Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton personified right there. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I hope everybody I hope everybody in Virginia knows that. Yeah, it, oh, yeah. It, it, the, the, there's a spark and there's a fire that's slowly lit. And because every ad that I've seen from McAuliffe's side tries to tie Youngkin with Trump. That's all it does. Oh, here's what Trump said. Here's what Youngkin said. Here's what Trump said. Here was Youngkin said. I know, I know, I know. But see, there's a little tricky with, with that. A lot of people don't realize this. Youngkin wasn't always with Trump. No, he's not. That's what he's saying. He, they're trying to tie him straight to him without mm-hmm. – uh, they're basically saying, oh, McAuliffe's the good guy. Remember, he was a governor before. He's going to be good for you. And the last thing that McAuliffe did as governor was he signed that all the felons in the state could vote. Yep, and then he also released people out of prison, his parole board. Yeah. So he's he, they're counting on that aspect to carry him, but Youngkin is doing way beyond what they thought. So now, in this last couple of months, month and a half before the election, uh, all hands are on deck because uh, McAuliffe he's the one that stumbled on his own tongue last week in the debate. Right? He mm-hmm. said. Well, parents have no say in what their kids are going to learn in school. Mm. What? You said what? You know, and that goes beyond racial barriers. You know, people are like, no, my kid is going to learn uh, what's good for him, what's right. 
you know, mm-hmm. I have a say in where what what they learn, you know. And uh, McAuliffe was trying to say that now the parents, you know, you're too stupid, basically. Not only McAuliffe, but the Secretary of Education, yeah. Cardona, said the same thing. It's it's, it's crazy. Yeah, so you know it's systemic, right? And it's you systemic. can, yeah, you can see it's in the same. I mean, that's the establishment uh, position. That screw oh, yeah. you, parents. We're smarter than you, yeah. and the we public know schools should be first, and then after that, you maybe give them a little choice of something. But public mm-hmm. schooling is first, that's and right. the parents have nothing to say what we teach you. Oh yeah. All right, Regina. Oh, yeah, well, we appreciate you. Got any final comments? Oh, I was just I was just going to um, tell y'all to to to, uh, to look very closely into Klaus Schwab because okay, he needs to be watched at all times. I appreciate you bringing that to us, and, and uh, always appreciate your insight. I really do. Thank you, Regina. Okay, bye bye, Regina. All right, there's from uh, uh, not Norfolk, Richmond, Virginia. Let's Rich. go to uh, well, you know what? We're going to go to Kentucky in just a second, but first. Uh, I, I want to make sure everybody understands how bad this is, man. Um, the tyrannical New South Wales premier, that's in Australia, ladies and gentlemen, Gladys Brigicon, Brigicon, some crazy name, announced her difficult decision to resign today. The news comes after a corruption watchdog announced it was looking into her conduct. How the hell do you say this name? Berejiklian, Berejiklian, also made Berejiklian. history. Berejiklian, all right, we'll go with that. Yeah. Also made history for overseeing one of the most fascistic regimes in modern history like nothing we have witnessed in the Western world. This is New World Order shit, folks. She even said that. It was corruption charges that finally brought this tyrant down. Apparently, the judicial system, uh, Kavanaugh, please call your office, still works in Australia. Aussie police urged the government to issue no-fly zones over Melbourne so people will not see how massive the anti-government protests are. The Australian police, ladies and gentlemen, and you've heard my opinion on Western Europe for a long time. And I'm not, I obviously know that's not Western Europe, but it's part of the same mindset. Well, They're not our... Compare, just compare how far, you know, we thought Australia, hey, it's one of the five eyes nations, yeah. right? Right. Uh, New Zealand's clamped down just as bad, but you look at that. No fly zones over Melbourne. The citizens. So they can't see, and they say it's so they can't see the protests, which I got. Right. That. But you also wouldn't be able to see the freaking Nazi police that everybody in America has put up signs in their yard support the police. Yeah. Okay. Compare support that. Them. Support them while happened. you want. Listen yeah, to this. Compare that. That comment, the one you just saw about the New World Order, got barely any coverage at all. In fact, all the footage we showed you today is mostly being ignored in the United States. Why? Because it's possible what's happening in Australia might be instructive to us in the United States. 
In just two years, the Australian police went from raiding newsrooms to beating people in the streets. So maybe the lesson is things can change very quickly. One moment, the English-speaking world is mocking China for being dystopian and autocratic. The next moment, they're aping China and hunting people down who are two blocks from their own homes and smoking a cigarette. Gideon Rosner has been watching very closely what's happening in Australia. He's the director of policy at the Institute of Public Affairs in Melbourne. He joins us tonight. Gideon, thanks so much for coming on. Well, great I, to be here, Tucker. These images are shocking to Americans, most of whom, as you know, have great affection for Australia and think of Australians as kind of our cousins. I know a lot of Australians don't like us, but we do like them. Um, but mostly they're shocking because this is not the behavior of a free country. What happened? No, it's not the behaviour of a free country, uh, Tucker, and I don't think it's possible to say that Australia right now is a functioning liberal democracy in many ways. The fact of the matter is the coronavirus has completely changed the relationship between government and citizen in this country. It has overwhelmed every check and balance in our system. It has uh, upended every single norm almost of democratic governance. Uh, this is uh, a radically new Error that we've seen in Australia. We, as you have said, we have seen images of pol police uh, lunging at unarmed protesters in counter-terrorism equipment. Where we've seen during Melbourne protests that the, the police in my home state of Victoria asked the federal uh, civil aviation authorities to declare a no-fly zone over Melbourne so that commercial media outlets couldn't film the protesters in case people saw how big they were and went down and, and joined in uh, the protest and, and started marching as well. That is an extraordinary step for any government to take. The police censoring the broadcast media and it has been in the main accepted. Um, opinion is changing now, 18 months later, but in the main, it has not raised the kind of protest that uh, we should have seen uh, because of the way in which our authorities here in Australia have instilled such fear into the population uh, about this virus. I, I wish we had more time, but quickly, are there any nationally known political leaders who are fighting back against this? There are a small number of libertarians in the state. There's one, uh, David Limbrick, in my state parliament of Victoria. But in the main, uh, in the main, no, there, are, there, there seems to be a bipartisan consensus on this uh, between both major parties. So uh, we, we remain in this holding pattern for some time. Uh, there doesn't seem to be any political will to end the situation uh, quickly. And in the meantime, as you said, we are, we are continually being uh, given this, we're becoming used to this idea that freedoms are not an inherent right. They are a, a gift from the government or a privilege that we get back in, in, in exchange for staying at home, following the rules, as they say in Australia, or as you said, getting vaccinated. It is a very, very bad precedent because even after Corona, Tucker, we have to ask ourselves what the next emergency will be and well, the next one after that. That's and exactly if it can happen right. in Australia, it can happen anywhere. That is all demonstrably true. They will never relinquish this power voluntarily, ever. I appreciate your, your clear and honest voice in this. Gideon, thank you very much. Thank you, Tucker. What a shame, man. What, what a shame in Australia. Let's go to uh, Kentucky and welcome Rico to the show. I, I didn't mean you to to have such a hard time getting on, man, but that hot tub's calling me, brother. Hold oh, on a second. My, my Marantz went off on me. Wow. Uh-oh, uh okay. Marantz. That's, uh -oh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a, a, a word from the past. You said that before, uh -oh. too. The high quality. Well, yes, it's a, it's a two-year-old Marantz. It's a, it's a pretty... 
freestyle system that's got 11 speakers to put to it. 11 speakers. <laughs> I only hot, when, I, when I hot tub, I hot tub with 11 speakers, baby. I got two. And I, got I, an, I do have Bluetooth. And I've got an SVS. Yeah, an SVS <laughs> subwoofer that cranks. It's about 4,000 watts. So, right. You know. You're hard of hearing? Uh, I mean, I, yeah, it's just the, when I want to watch a freaking movie, I want, I want to feel it. That's, that's what it's all about. But yeah, this whole thing in Australia, man, just, it's freaking, it's actually freaking me out because it's almost, because they're unarmed and, and they're still not pointed at them. Yeah. You know, and they had their arms taken away what, way back in 2003, 2004, something Hell, like they that. gave them up. They gave they them up, man. They voted for it. That's right. right. They gave them up. Fuck. Oh, screw them. Oh, damn. I did that. I <laughs> Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I bet. No. I mean, I bet when this is all over in, in Australia, if they do straighten themselves out, they'll probably go back to, hey, citizens are going to be armed again. Oh, so, I, you, know. you know, and and that's the thing that you, you know, you look at these people that are in charge, that think they're in charge, uh, in Washington or Melbourne or wherever. And they get in these bubbles, and, and I swear, the people around them do this on purpose. They insulate themselves. As I've said numerous times since I've been on the air, the seven counties around Washington, D.C. are the richest counties in the country. That alone should precipitate some revolutionary thought in the nation. Mm-hmm. But when you stick your finger continuously in the eye of the people that are paying for this, like I'll go back to the the clip with the Secretary of Education, Cardona. Now that Morantz is, is doing bad stuff right there. Okay, I got to... Yeah, I know. That was actually... I thought he shocked yeah. I thought he fell in. To the hot tub with his mic. What happened? That was the projector. That was the thing. Fucking projector. I I need. Yeah, that's right. I got a 150 inch screen. I don't. I don't do anything small anymore. Wow. I I have a. I have a question for both of you. Now think about this. Right. You have the five eyes. Right. The five eyes supposed to be like define that. Define that for the audience. We've said that several times. The good. you know, gathering the association, the five eyes are supposed to be the good countries looking out against tyranny and communism and all that. So the five eyes include the United Kingdom, Canada, New Zealand, Australia, and the United States of America. Okay. All right. So allies. Right. We're the good guys. It just so happens that four out of the five are crown <laughs> nations, right? Tied to the United Kingdom, then the crown. Right. Uh, they, God bless the queen. United States, we said, you know, flipped our middle fingers to the royalty and all that and kicked them, won the Re- uh, Revolutionary War. And they, on their side, they say, oh, it's a grand experiment. We'll let these uh, people dis- think they're free and We'll see how long it lasts. Well, you know, it's lasted so long, they're trying to take us out. But think about this. Australia, an island nation, United Kingdom, Great Britain, England, island nation, New Zealand, island nation. Which three of the five eyes uh, decided that they were going to lock down their islands 
to prevent this COVID from taking over their country. That would be the United Kingdom. That would be Australia. And that would be New Zealand. And did that stop the spread of COVID within those three nations? I don't think so, did it? And, and what did they do in the capital of England, center of the United Kingdom? Elected a guy named Khan as London's mayor. You know, ban guns, but my God, the knife murders are up. Who's carrying the weight of the five eyes? The United States. I say, right. let's we get always the hell do. Out we of always. I, and I, I've been. I've been saying that for the last two years. Let's let let's embrace Poland. Let's embrace Hungary. Let's embrace right. some sober nations. Can we do that, folks? Romania. Can we get Romania exactly? Can we get rid of the 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 total loser that is the United Kingdom? That is Ireland, my home country. You know they're they're losers. They're totally losing everything, and I'm sick of it. I am, and I'm talking about all of them: Italy, Spain, every one of them. You know, if you don't want to stand for freedom and liberty, and you want to take your people and have you seen the story about Rotherham in England? I'm not even going to go there. Uh, go ahead, Rico. Uh, you're, what, what else is on your mind? I mean, I'm just, uh, I thought there was a question there. You know, what, what was the question again? Today he was going to ask us a question, what, and you went off what, on the five yeah, eyes. I do what that. Do you think, we do that. Yeah, what, what do you think about, you know, three of the five eyes being nations that are actually clamping down on their citizens right. and restricting their freedoms, which used to be what the five eyes Nations were gathered with the to, force of guns. I mean, these, right. if you it's, look at some of these videos in Australia, Australia should be our enemy. They shouldn't be anywhere near an uh, an ally to us. I mean, if Australia, if you're in Australia, you better stand up soon. You better, or you're going to be no better than Cuba. That's what you look like to me right now, a white Cuba. Cuber. Cuber. That's, that's where they're going, and they hate white people. Because really? white people took over the aboriginal uh, people. <laughs> they hate white people over there. I'm serious. It's the same thing with the Indians here. It's the same thing with the aboriginals over there. That's what they talk I about. Mean, the, the cool thing in Australia, they had laws in place that you do not harm the, the natives there, the aborigines, from the get-go. But the the... The way that Australia, New Zealand, and the UK have reacted to this quote-unquote pandemic is so oppressive to be beyond being a part of the Five Eyes, right? Five Eyes is about freedom. At least it was projected. (laughs) It was, yeah, I know. Yeah. So we got Canada, which is borderline, you know, joining the rest of the island. They just the reelected islands. Justin Trudeau. I mean, Canada. Uh. They probably oh, used Dominion. Canada. Yeah. But still, I, I mean, that was my question to you, uh, Rico. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, the Association of I, Five Eyes? I'm actually pretty on? shocked the way things are going on in Australia. I don't get a sense of what's going on in the UK right now, but I do get a sense of what's going on in Australia, and I don't get a sense of what's going on in New Zealand. But in, I'm seeing what's going on in, in, in Australia, and it's just, it's a, 
it's just it's just it's just like what the hell you got seems like you got more more rights in, in Russia than you do in Australia and, and you have to damn near listen to Cold War radio to get the news because the media is not even yeah. covering it you know yeah. and, it, it, and it's a crying shame and these are just three these are these are just right. three you know these are and there's a whole lot more countries doing the exact same thing but they've got other issues they got Muslim populations that are trying to destroy the you know the entire country Germany France, France sure you're Germany. damn right I say you know, drop them like a hot potato yeah they let them in because they didn't want to they wanted they didn't want to be Islamic phobia you know, <laughs> you know one, one of the one so of the common denominators <laughs> one one of the common denominators of the leaders of all those countries uh, and I, I did a report on this a couple years ago so it could have adjusted. But back then, when I did the report, uh, the leaders of these countries have no children. They don't care about the. They have no stake, no skin in the game, as Obama said uh, in the future. Wow, uh, it's sickening. It is. Merkel. Merkel, Merkel is a pig. Yeah. She's a. a, a, a she's not. She's not right. Anyway, uh, Rico, your final comments, man. I got to go to the hot tub, man. All right, go to the hot tub. I'm going to go get drunk. I'll see you guys later. Thanks for calling, Bye. man. I'm Thanks, glad Rico. you I'm glad you got in. All right, Jack, that's about that's about it. Oh, I got one more. No, I don't. We're good. Uh, your final you comments. What's more. on you? I, I did, but I I already yeah, closed go for it. it, man. Well, I got to reopen it. I got to reopen it. Hold on. You can get there. All right. It's important. You don't put something in the show notes <laughs> that you don't want to hit. Uh, yeah. you're right. You're right. Uh, yeah. You're, you're a good player too, man. You, you know how to do this. Hey, man. I'm here to support everything that you want to do with this, ra- uh, this radio show. And, and, uh, I, I mean, I, I, it's just, I feel so fortunate to be a part of this, especially I'm glad the, you are a part of it, man. I am. I, I, I told you, that, I told you in the green room, man, my, and this has nothing to do with other co-hosts or anything like that. But, uh, man, Friday, I love Friday shows. All right, so Nolte from Breitbart said, this is, this is stunning, folks. It, to me, it's stunning, and, and it, it makes you realize uh, how this tiny cabal of people are running this nation and how we must fix this. Majority believe Biden's lying about Afghanistan and want him to resign. Majority from John Nolte an excellent reporter at Breitbart. Polling shows that a majority of voters know his fraudulency, Joe Biden, lied about Afghanistan and now want him to resign over that fiasco. Rasmussen reports one of the most accurate pollsters of the last two decades asked 1,000 likely voters three critical questions in the wake of Joint Chiefs of Staff Chair General Mark Milley's bombshell testimony this week. In August, Biden lied to far-left ABC News and the American people when he told left-wing activist, and I'll add, former Bill Clinton communications director, uh, George Stuffing Envelopes, that the military never advised him to keep 2,500 troops in Afghanistan as a stabilizing force. As we heard in Milley's congressional testimony, the truth is that Biden was told this, ignored it, and the rest is history. 
We also learned that a former president, Donald Trump, was persuaded to change his mind about complete withdrawal and agreed to leave 2,500 troops in place. The military believed this small number of troops would be enough support to stop the Taliban from regaining control of the country. So Biden lied and 13 American service members and God only knows how many innocent Afghans died. And now hundreds of Americans are still stuck in Afghanistan, ruled by a Taliban armed with tens of billions of dollars in operational U.S. war equipment handed to them by Joe Biden. The polling shows the American people are not happy about this. When asked if it would have been better for Biden to keep the 2,500 troops in Afghanistan, 60% said yes, and only 24% said no. When asked whom they believe about the 2,500 troops recommendation, Biden or Milley, only 21% believe Biden told the truth about not receiving the recommendation, while 57% believe the traitorous rat Millie. The third question, I added that, by the way. The third question is a real doozy. Do you agree or disagree with this statement? Biden cannot avoid the consequences of his actions in Afghanistan. He must resign. A majority of 55% strongly, 41% or somewhat, and 14% agree he must resign. Only 39% somewhat, 10% or strongly, and 29% disagree. So that tells you 10% strongly, 29% disagree. We have 39% of our country that are communists. <laughs> while, while America's fate... <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, no, communist. communist. They like this. They like it. They're fine with it. While America's fake media does its best to cover up this debacle, most especially the fact that Americans are still stuck in that terrorist-run country, the polling shows that thanks to alternative media, that's Cold War radio, ladies and gentlemen, and common sense, of course, that's Biden's lying. The American people are well-informed, know precisely what's going on, precisely what happened, and who is responsible. That's stunning, Jack. That's a, that that's that's like if it was anybody else and we were in any other time, ABC News would be telling him to resign. Oh, but they, I mean, they put, it's what they did uh, with Nixon. They put Trump's name in in there and into this scenario. Well, Trump would never been in this scenario, right? Yeah. He said, "We're getting the hell out of there by this date," but he also said. We are taking every uh, asset that we have with every us. nail, every single and, nail. You know, you and the whole sequence of extracting our armed forces to me is number one. Uh, CIA assets, I could give a shit about. You Bomb know? them. I, me too. You know, all of those shady deep state state department. Leave them there. Leave all them that shit. I hope I that's who's there. Them. I hope that's who's there right now. I hope it's State uh, Department people and CIA people. I hope those you know, are they, the people left behind. Yeah, they talk that up like, you know, that. no. I'm talking about our United States military, our bread and butter folks. Get our equipment, get our people out of there. 
And they told Trump, no, well, you know, I, I can guarantee you President Trump would not have evacuated and no. abandoned no. Magram Air Force Base. No. And and he right? listened he listened to the generals to keep tw- and twenty five hundred is not very that twenty five hundred is probably that probably that contingency correct. force was probably going to be sent uh, centrally located at that Bagram at Air Force yeah. Base because that is a it's already been proven established a rapid response uh, place for uh, attacks to go out right we need a fire support here yeah boom. Imagine, imagine this. We took over a Russian airfield. That's what Bog, that's who built Bog. Right. Bog and now we and now it's gone full circle and the Chinese own it now. And I mean they're not gonna tell you that in the media, but I guarantee you that's why what's happen. Why wouldn't you? China's coming in there, they're coming in there lock, stock, and barrel. It's just guaranteed. It's a strategically located air yep. base. The Russians chose that place for a reason the united what do states we have, what do we have in 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 the congress uh to support america freaking mitch mcconnell that's how freaking bad we are we have mitch mcconnell's turkey neck and can can you see him doing anything decisive in his entire life if it's not supporting china yeah the current administration that got away with allowing yeah allowing right as evidence has come out you know yep. the 13 uh, fighters that we lost to the suicide bombers were lost because a decision was made to not engage the identified bomber. They said, "No, we're in talks with the Taliban. Let's not <laughs> let's not interrupt this talk." So we lost men and women, our, our fighting folks, because of that decision. Then, two days later, the military. Uh, Millie's folks are are just out, you know, just boom, we got them. We stopped the bomber. We have secondary explosions. We we stopped the secondary bombing attempt on our people. Two weeks later, what? No, you killed children and a, a family of folks that were trying to seek refuge and leave the country under guidance of the and, United States. And that's the story that we heard. But you heard my analysis, Jack, uh, uh, of the State Department intelligence community versus the executive branch military and Department of Defense. And you got to wonder, you know, the, the, the State Department and the intelligence community excoriated, I hate to use a word that Sean Hannity learned, but excoriated uh, the president and the executive branch and the Department of Defense and Milley uh, for their Afghanistan withdrawal. But then the next thing you know is that story with the drone right. strike. And you got to wonder, did the Department of Defense and Millie's uh, team bomb those children on purpose just so they could say that the intelligence was wrong? This is where we're at, folks. Yeah. When you don't right. trust these people, when you don't trust them, all kind of stuff's possible. The latest, uh, like, WTF article I read, uh, I think it was today, or it might have been yesterday, was some Marines who were there at Kabul airport uh, prior to allowing them leave, you know, on the day that America left, 
they were instructed to pick up all the trash and also uh, wipe away any yeah, of the, all the messages graffiti. Yeah. and graffiti they had left there for the Taliban, you know, uh, like F.U., what he's talking about is, is we have, they call them T-walls. And what they are is like if you've driven down the interstate and you see the concrete barriers in between the lanes when there's construction, a T-wall is that, but it's 20 feet tall. You know what I mean? It's not just a couple feet tall to stop cars. It's the same mold, but it's 20 feet tall to stop incoming uh, mortar rounds and shrapnel. And GIs from all services, there's always an artiste in these units, and they get out there and start painting shit on them. Some of them are really good, too. I mean, I saw yeah. some some really good I ones mean, in Iraq, you know. Uh, and they Bill made them a race on here, that. right? Yeah, World exactly. War II, you know, exactly. it's like GIs put messages on bombs that they were loading on the plane. I mean, it's like, that's America. Right, but, it is. But what happened? They made them clean it up, man. They made them, uh, God, it's sickening. It's truly sickening. Uh you know, Jack, great show, man. I'm getting ready to get out of here, though. Uh, three hours a night almost. That's good stuff, man. Good stuff. I good enjoyed, callers, enjoyed every uh, minute of it. Yeah. A lot of material. Please and, share the uh, show. Oh, it's a little late to share the show now. Uh, <laughs> hopefully uh, it comes in better than the last couple nights, but we'll see. Uh, you can uh, Let's go to Jack. Final comments and... Uh, where can people reach you? I know that's not really an issue yeah. with any of you guys, but uh, your final comments, my man. I just want, want to once again thank you for allowing me to be a part. Uh, it's a wonderful effort that you do with Cold War Radio. I know that you have much more to say. You've expanded your horizons, and now you're on another platform that folks tuning in on Friday night may not have heard about. So I'm going to leave the floor to you. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And a big high five to the Cold War Radio BFW chat room. All right, Jack from northern the northern neck of Virginia gave up the oyster industry. Uh, thank you so much, man. A great job, as usual. Uh, as he alluded to, I am also on the Wayne Dupree program, the Wayne Dupree show, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Uh, and also on the Wayne Dupree show on Friday. That's on Rumble. You can catch it on Rumble. Or if you want to uh, participate in the chat room, uh, you can go to Facebook Live. Look up the Wayne Dupree show. Uh, we're on 12 to 1, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And on Friday, we're on Censored TV. Look for the Wayne Dupree show there. Uh, great show. Uh, great uh, cast, Wayne Dupree and Leah Bella uh, from Pennsylvania, a former froggy disc jockey for you country music uh, fans. She also uh, emceed some Dancing with the Stars uh, episodes, I understand. I'll have to get some more uh, information on that. But it's a great show. We reunited uh, with Wayne Dupree. Uh, and... Uh, Check it out, man. It's a video show. It's TV. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to my man Herb and Chris out there at Camp Vienna making that place look good, and they're also listeners of the program. Uh, thank you guys so much. Maybe they'll call one day. Who knows? Now, I'm a little nervous 
that they call because they're like Pennsylvania. You know, what I mean, they're not going to come in here and, and and make things you know like easy. They're going to come in here with both barrels blazing. That's my kind of people. Uh, but anyway, I want to thank everybody for listening. I hope you had a a good time listening. I hope you have a great weekend. Uh, and thanks for letting us into your life for a couple hours, man. I mean that. Thank you so much. We'll be back on Monday. God bless.